Dreamers of the world, unite. Aloha, shifters, conscious co-creators, all the beautiful people out there across the many multidimensional verses of this internet and the <laughs> hypernet and the hyperdelic realms. This is Brendan, and you're tuned in for another very exciting, educational, inspirational live broadcast through ParadigmShiftCentral.com for tonight's Paradigm Shift Dream Class broadcast. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into this. And as per usual, this is going to be another exciting opportunity for us to be able to come together as community to be able to talk about the very exciting topic topics of dreaming, lucid dreaming, dimensions, astral realms, consciousness, infinity, and beyond. So of course, I'm joined here with fellow shifters from across the world. So as per usual, if I can invite you fellow shifters to unmute your microphones, and let's all say hello to the amazing people tuning into this from across the world. So fellow shifters, let's all unmute our microphones and, and just make some animal noises and say hello to the beautiful people, send them, send them some love. So all the beautiful people out there, we love you. Let's go, guys. Make some noise. <laughs> awesome, guys. Cool, guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this. As I mentioned, my name is Brendan. I am the uh, facilitator slash team captain slash director for ParadigmShiftCentral.com. Captains amongst captains. We have an awesome global team here. And if you may be new to this, be sure to check out more Hello? at ParadigmShiftCentral.com, as I said. Um, and yes, uh, whoever was just testing their mic, uh, yes, we can hear you. And uh, we're just going to roll through this real quick. Sorry, guys, I'm just going to mitigate some of the back end noise. But as we go through this, I'll uh, bring you guys back in. So for those of you who may be tuning into this through YouTube, you can also find the link to join in the information for the YouTube as well. And uh, as we go through this, just as a quick introduction, as I said, ParadigmShiftCentral.com, among many other things, is a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. And you can check out more of the main website through there. You can find the ongoing quest journals, the central news with other broadcasts, including the Paradigm Shift, Team Building Hangouts, Dream Class, which what this is, the Destiny School, the Global Meditations, and the admin meetings as well. And of course, you can find more conscious articles. And as an interactive project, we want to be able to invite other people to join in helping create and document the shift where they are. So we'll explain more as we go, but essentially this is about creating a place to practice talking about the metaphysics, about the spiritual, about all those paradigm shifty things to be able to help educate, inspire, and evolve together as community. So to get this class started, we're going to go around the circle and we're going to get some of the shifters here to introduce themselves. And in the beginning with the simple question of what brings them to dream class. So that can be sort of an opportunity for you to explain a little bit about why dreams are important to you and maybe what you hope to learn through the, uh, through the process of studying dreams as well. So if somebody, <clears throat> sorry, if somebody here would like to uh, invite, if somebody here would like to go first uh, within the circle, just let me know. And reminder for those of you tuned in, please feel free to share the show with your friends as we get things rolling here. So do, 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 who here would like to introduce themselves first and share a little bit about what brings them to Dream Class tonight? So we have Andrew, we have AJ, we have Alfonso, Kiwe, Gary, Marissa, and Michael currently. So uh, Alf, uh, was that, sorry, was that Gary or who was that? I just said something. Maybe you didn't, but okay, sorry. Who, who would like to go first? Other, if not, we'll pass it to Alfonso since he also mentioned in the chat that he wants to go first. We'll do that. Okay, uh, Alfonso, we'll, we'll, we'll pass it to you. And if you just want to test your microphone real quick, go ahead. Ahoy. Ahoy, awesome. All right. Can you hear me? 
Sounds Hello. good. And uh, with that said, Alfonso, welcome to Dream Class. We'll pass the talking stick to you. And uh, what brings you to Dream Class? Go ahead, bro. So, one second. One second. I'm sorry. What's up? I just love Babylon. Uh, Babylon, B A B Y L O N. L O N. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So what brings me to dream class is essentially what brings me to paradigm shift. Y'all have been on my feed for a while and I've been sort of watching in the background, but once upon a time, it was difficult for me to join. So this interview, not interview, this came across my feed and I decided to join on a whim, on a will. And so here I am. I've always been in the background watching and admiring your work and you are doing beautiful things out here. Awesome, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you uh, you stepped through and, and, and here you are. So thank you for joining. And um, just as kind of like a, within the realms of dream class, what what about uh, like what do dreams mean to you? Uh, as far as I've come to understand dreams at this point means self-discovery. It means not just a self-discovery, but an outward self-discovery as well. And learning to more efficiently and with greater care write your story in the universe along with everyone else, either cooperatively or lack thereof. But it all comes down to choice. So dreaming really comes down to eventually recognizing where you stand in choice in consciousness and how that relates to everybody else that is sharing that dream space. Very cool. Very cool, man. I dig it. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for joining in. And uh, yes, I look forward to being able to uh, co-create more together. So thank you. Power All right. <laughs> Power to the people. All right. Let's keep uh, passing the talking stick around, guys. And just as a for like just as a preface for this broadcast, this broadcast is not going to go for five hours. Uh, reason being is because due to just like honoring the fact that there's work to be done tomorrow we're going to wrap this broadcast up by no later than 12 so that gives us about two hours and change to play with right now so keep that in mind we're going to aim to really make this one nice and uh, nice and crunchy so let's uh pass the talking stick around to uh whoever would like to introduce themselves next and is that was that gary that time gary yeah. there he is gary. okay gary welcome to dream class and what brings you to dream class and and why are dreams interesting to you Go ahead. Oh man, daydreaming is probably my favorite thing to do. It's like some somehow it's like some kind of medical release of like astral projection. Every time you do something outside a body, you're clearing your body, you know. And it's like right now, I was just playing a. You 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 doing something on your on your mic? Are you like you look like you're just saying like hold up a sec? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry about that. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, Facebook feed, keep going. I'm doing two things at once. You're good, Gary. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh yeah, man. I was just enjoying a hallucinogenic game of uh, Titan football, portal football. It's like I was out of body and I built the dang field a little big. It was about from coast to coast, (laughs) and I'm just like out of body, like experiencing like a ball game with like racetracks around the edge. And it's, it's it's like, I'm there daydreaming this and it's all happening live in front of my 
like a, it's almost like a heads up display like thought bubbles turn into projections of things that manifest themselves instantly you know and then it's like you can augment your reality however you want just based on thoughts so the more i be thinking about stuff it's like holy cow man this whole gaming planet it's a theme that i've been like kicking for a long time like cyber gaming planet it's like feels like it's alive and well within me and with outside of me it's kind of freaky but it's i have no idea where to go from you know like animating myself to animating others in within the projection with just i call it like an inception like dream within a dream because somebody's holding this reality together and i don't know who but i've been talking with a lot of people upstairs and i can hear their voices from other star systems on a microphone that i picked up on some website that i go to all the time and like i use the psychic force to talk to an electric god <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty spooky it, it's actually the, the darndest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like, let's talk to a god that's, like, the size of a titan. You know, it's, like, maybe all-encompassing. He said I was inside him. I have a recording of this session. I can hear my name being called over the microphones. There's, like, four-point microphones against the whole entire world. They, they record the entire world. So you're hearing, like, energy being bounced around, hitting the shields of Earth and, you know, you're hearing all types of crackling and noises. And then there was this voice that I heard. I heard a voice out there. And it responded to thoughts. And it was the craziest thing I ever heard. And I was uh, talking to it, and I recorded the session. And I, I actually got some things out of him. I got him to say, go, go, Power Rangers once. <laughs> Which is funny. Because I, like, you know, I really love Power Rangers. You know, the morphing theme and the spirit armor I'm always kicking. It's kind of like man when are we gonna do this again i don't know when but we gotta like hang out someday and like build armors together mm -hmm. yeah gary this is um this is a this is the first time that you've been able to join into dream class and and it's awesome thrilled to have you here because like we, we've chatted a bit online and just as like a small introduction and, and i know just even just from there you get a little bit of a taste as to the variety of people within the class but uh yeah. gary gary definitely has like a really really unique perspective and has really a, a lot to do with like augmentation of reality through the power of the imagination and kind of like really connecting with like other stories that are happening parallel to this physical dimension within the astral planes and like astral combat and astral like body armor and oh. battle suits and like gearing up and like literally just kind of like connecting to some very hyperdelic stories so um gary I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to like hear and just listen a little bit more to uh what the dream space is for you so welcome to dream class brother Hell yeah, man. Nice to be here. This is my first microphone I've ever owned. That's, I get yeah. <laughs> That's, there you go. Awesome, man. Sweet, sweet. Okay, so let's keep let's keep bouncing around here, guys. And uh, again, you know, like just as like a little bit of uh, reflecting on the intention of, of what this class is is about. The fact is that you know that's one of the things that's for me is really fascinating about dreams is, is the idea that everyone has their own unique relationship with dreams. Um, even just as an example, the other night 
I was uh, doing free hugs downtown as my mystic Spider-Man alter ego. And uh, while I was doing that, one of the people who I met was just like super happy to meet me. And he was just like, dude, like I've been like having like lucid dreams like my entire life. And like lately they've just been like getting like so crazy and everything like that. And so that, I mean, that is actually uh, something that you'll hear every now and then is somebody who like has like lucid dreams by default. Um, so again, you know, like for the people listening to this, this is an opportunity for you to at least be able to like hear what other people's experiences are like from dreams to be able to get some practical ideas tips and insights about it and for us as a community to be able to be mirrors to like merge our ideas so that we can collectively collectively continue to grow in in that way so um yeah shout out to all the different dreamers out there and the fact that we all have a unique relationship with our dreams definitely points to the bigger picture of like what dreams are from a very holographic perspective so let's keep bouncing around here and uh we'll uh let somebody else introduce themselves so who would like to go next to introduce themselves um does andrew sure. andrew would you want to go next sure okay so andrew we'll pass the talking stick over to you and andrew what what brings you to dream class uh, learning more about lucid dreaming and how dreams can incorporate into the physical consciousness Perfect, perfect. And uh, it, it, just as a like, if there's anything else you want to add, what 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 do dreams mean to you? Is there anything I you want to add? Can, uh, I think they can like, tell us more about our, about ourselves and like the direction we're going in our life. And if you can study the symbols and recognize what those mean in accordance to your, to your life, they can like, give you answers to things you've been pondering. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Cool. Okay, Andrew, I like that answer. That is a good way of summing it up. So thank you for the introduction. And and definitely let's, that will be something we'll get more to is the idea of like, what are dreams teaching us from that very like multidimensional perspective? That's a big theme within dream class. And just as a reminder, for those of you who may be new, if you haven't yet, and you're just looking for more ideas and more discussion, don't necessarily wait for new dream class broadcasts. Go back and check out past broadcasts. You can find those all through the the main Paradigm Shift Central website. Just go to Central News, click on Dream Class. There's at least like 10 classes that we've got there. And each one's like unique and different. And each one's got its own gems in it. Um, but yeah, like a big part in that is the idea that like we're, we're evolving on the physical plane and like the astral planes as well. And when you kind of come aware that this is happening, then like this is when you get into that idea of like soul evolution really accelerating which i think is a lot of what our objective here is to like let's like start becoming better cosmic citizens by paying attention to what the universe is here to teach us so uh let's keep bouncing around and uh whoever would like to introduce themselves next and hello aj all right aj what's up what's up welcome back brother and uh we'll pass it over to you aj what brings you back to dreamcast uh, well, I'm an avid lucid dreamer, and uh, I just finished a dream, sort of like my own dream study. Uh, found out some really awesome, uh, tangible information, I guess you could say. And uh, I just want to bounce it off of fellow dreamers and uh, see what they think about it and give them some of my insight on what I found out during uh, my own side, like dream study. And uh, so that's what brings me here. Cool, cool. All right. Well, AJ, maybe once we get through the introductions, maybe uh, that could be something that you could share near the top of the class if you would like to do that. Sure. 
Sure. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Okay. So uh, within the introductions, we still have uh, Kiwe, Marissa, and Michael as well. So between you guys, who would like to introduce themselves next? And just feel free to unmute yourself when you're ready. And uh, we'll give it a second there. And we'll see. And we'll pass it to Marissa. All right. So oh, Marissa, we'll, yeah, welcome to Dream Class. And what brings you here? And what, what are your, why are dreams important to you? Well, this is my first time here, actually. I've been wanting to get insights from others and just, you know, hear other experiences because I'm very interested in the dream state. And um, I like to keep a dream journal. I'm not always very good at it, but uh, I try to be consistent with it and write down, most importantly, symbols and numbers that I get. I'm into numerology and that kind of thing, symbolism. So those things are important to me. So, yeah, I'm just here to kind of listen and learn. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you just even mentioned there, like the, the idea of like the, the importance of symbols uh, within dreams. I'd, I'd love mm -hmm. to be able to hear a little bit more about that as we go, either from personal experience or, or just kind of like, because that's the thing, once you start getting into the symbols and dreams, you start, you start decoding the language of your own dreams. And you get into this idea that each of us kind of have like personal symbols within dreams, but then it seems that as if there's almost like this collective. Collective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything maybe just want to like touch upon there just as a little get people excited about the idea before we go much further? Uh, well, the thing that's interesting to me uh, about symbols is that it really just transcends everything. It just goes straight to our subconscious, and it's just a different form of language that's so impactful. And um, it, it, we, it can mean something different to each person, but like you said, collectively, it kind of just means the same thing. And that's that's why it's so important to share what we know about these things, about symbols. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of a really interesting idea when we start like building like a collective dictionary or definition of, like of an like, alphabet what, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll have to see. I don't know if I'll, I'll find it right now, but I picked up a new book or not a new book, but I, it was new for me. It was just like a, it, it was one of like the, the dream symbolism interpretation books, which I had never really gotten mm. for, but I wanted to get it just almost as like a basic reference point. Because I mean, when it comes to like symbolism within dreams, this is a practical tip for anyone, you know, like sort of like like figure out what the dreams mean for you and and, and sometimes yeah. it's okay to go to one of those dream dictionary books but don't depend on that you know just because it says that doesn't that's not the be all end all really like tap into what it made you feel and and kind of use those as a jump point sort of thing but yeah yeah um it, marissa is there anything else that you want to say before we pass the talk and stick around i think that's about it for now i'm sure i'll have some insights Perfect. later as we go Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, awesome to have you here. And let's keep bouncing around. So uh, between that, we have uh, Kiwe and Michael here as well. So if one of you guys wants to unmute yourself and share a little bit about what brings you to dream class, please feel free to do that. And in the meantime, just inviting and reminding people to tune into this class, please feel free to keep sharing this live or if you're listening to the recording, uh, to invite more people to tune in. So Kiwe or Michael, who would like to go next? Maybe does Kiwe want to go next? If Kiwe might not be there, does Michael want to go next? If uh, if Michael's there, all right, okay, Michael. Greetings. Greetings. All right, Michael. Hey, so, how's it going? quick introduction. What what brings you to to Dream Class today? Uh, what brings me to Dream Class? Um, well, I I am uh, very interested in metaphysics very interested in uh, esoteric information and looking at it from all sorts of angles i'm taking a class in psychology uh this semester that's dealt heavily 
with Carl Jung, and I'm a very uh, uh, someone that's been very interested out of probably out of all the different psychologists that I've looked into uh, is uh, Carl Jung, and um, so. But I, I mean, I always found uh, dreams very fascinating, and um, there's so many things that you can do with dreams. And I think that if we couldn't dream, it might make us feel like, wow, maybe there, you know, there isn't that much to this reality. But because we can dream, I think that leaves an open, kind of like mystery uh, question that. Um, is like a key, you know, or, or kind of like something left there that, I mean, even if a person was um, having, you know, was, was just trying in survival mode, basically, um, e even at the end of the day, uh, when they go to sleep or when they rest, they're going to have a dream. Um, so that's really an interesting thing. That's, there's still going to be another world, if you will, that they'll visit. So, I mean, you know, if you want to call it a world or, you know, they're going to dream. So it's, um, yeah, I, I've always found dreams very interesting. And, um, so I'm here, I will say that I am. Uh, working on a report so I'm going to try to be here as much as I can but um, you know if I turn my camera off or or whatever you know uh, I'm trying to multitask here so. sounds good man sounds good awesome well Michael thank you again for for joining and um, yeah just like with what you said there that that I liked uh, the, that idea of like, can you can can you try and imagine a world where we didn't dream? Could, could you imagine a world where like every night when we went to sleep, we literally just like turned off, like it was like a robot or something like that. Like that that <laughs> the, the fact that that's not the case opens up a lot of the doors to say like, hey, this is where the mystery lies, and and I think that's the great thing about dreams is that they are like the great mystery that that is constantly like bringing us back. So it's great and it gives us an infinite amount of things to talk about. Definitely. So sweet. Sweet. All right. So cool and sweet. Sweet. All right. So let's uh, keep bouncing <laughs> around here. Michael, thank you for joining. And uh, we'll go through the introductions with Kiwi finishing it off. So Kiwi, if you're there, please feel free to unmute your microphone and jump in. Um, if he's not there, that's not a problem. We'll uh, hear from him at some point. Oh, Kiwi says he was having microphone problems, actually. Okay, um, Kiwi, if you just want to like type in the chat just to confirm whether or not stuff's working for you, that's totally fine. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, just like my own quick uh, response to the idea of like why is dream class important to me or why am I here? Why are dreams important to me? Again, like for me, it really goes back to the simple idea that Doctor Strange is coming out this week. And that's like the most exciting thing in my reality for like just 
blows my mind. Um, <laughs> yes and no. Well, yes. But again, you know, like I've been talking about the Doctor Strange movie coming out for quite a while. And for those of you who hadn't seen it, you can check out the video that I put on my channel uh, just like earlier in the week of like the secret reason why Doctor Strange is going to help change the world. And a big part of it is that it's a main it's a mainstream introduction to the metaphysics, to the hyperdelic, which includes information about the astral realms and lucid dreaming and the fact that we are more than our physical body. So for me, the dream exploration and all of these ideas, it goes back and this is kind of like a spoiler in a way. It goes back to this idea that like our thoughts are creating this reality more so than what we have been led to believe. And for me, the big lesson in dreams is that it's and again, I kind of say this like every broadcast, but it's just like a really big thing that I feel just really shifts the paradigms. It's to understand that like dreams aren't necessarily a byproduct of the physical. <clears throat> but rather like the physical is a byproduct of the dreams. And what I mean by this is that the dream space is actually closer to where we come from. And when we're in death and before birth, we're kind of in that astral state. And then every night when we dream, we kind of go back to that astral state where we're kind of like reconnecting with spirit and recharging, even though we're always connected with spirit. And then what you do is you learn in the dream space how much your thoughts are actively creating. If you think something, it appears. If you think about teleporting, you teleport um, in a very literal, literal way. And then what you realize is that like in the same way that applies within dreams, that also applies within this physical dimension because this physical dimension is essentially created, made of like functioning upon the same elements of what the dream space does as well in the terms of like thoughts creating in, in that simple idea. So as we learn to wake up within our dreams through lucid dreaming and, and just like being aware and remembering our dreams, we begin to become better dreamers within this dream and we begin to become better co-creators, better manifestors. So that for me is what this is about. It's about bringing it back to our empowerment and realizing that we are in a co-creative collective dream right now. And that's a very, very exciting thing. So have you ever, have you ever uh, gotten lost in lucid dreaming and you start to forget, like you start remembering your lucid dreaming, but you, you don't know which is reality and which is dream. Yeah, prep, prep, prepper, that is a, that is an interesting thing that we can definitely get into. And let me just preface by saying uh, we do have a couple other people who have just joined, so we'll give them a chance to introduce themselves as well as we get right into uh, the free flow style conversation. And uh, prepper, on that note, uh, since uh, this may actually be, I think this is your first time in the Hangout, welcome. And um, <clears throat> sorry, if uh, just passing the talking stick over to you, would you like to do a quick introduction and just share a little bit about what what brings you to dream class if you would like so go ahead we'll yeah. pass the talking stick to you welcome sure thanks uh thanks for having me um right now i'm just kind of really freaking pissed off at our federal government in the united states and i just kind of wanted to hop on and maybe talk to some guys i know that's not the subject of this but these fucking assholes just feel like they can do whatever they I want i feel you man yeah thank you I mean, they don't freaking uh, they don't freaking care about the people's rights, and we need to wake up and realize that that they're not concerned with our safety. They're freaking there's some evil wickedness up there. I hear that, man, and and like again, you know, like this is even without like it's 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 all related, but yeah, like getting together as community, and again, like if we can kind of like change the dream. From within, uh, as many people sort of like don't really see that as like the 
immediate solution it is like sort of like a long-term way of like helping change the world um but yeah prepper is there is there anything anything else related to like your interests and dreams that you want to share uh just as a quick introduction perhaps um you know um nothing quite on that i i've delved in the past with the lucid dreaming and that that reason i said was pretty much why i nipped it in the bud pretty quick Okay, man. All right. Well, thank you for joining. And uh, yeah, let's keep bouncing around, guys. And uh, we did have uh, Kiwi's mic is probably still not working. But Kiwi, if your mic starts working, just let us know. And in the meantime, we also had Kyle join the chat. So Kyle, we'll uh, pass the talking stick over to you. And we're just doing quick introductions. What brings you back to dream class? So Kyle, if you're ready, we'll uh, pass it over to you. Go ahead. And uh, Kyle, you're not ready. Okay. Is your mic not working? Maybe? Um, Either way, just let us know in the chat. All right, no worries. Kyle will jump in when he gets a chance. Okay, so with that said, guys, thank you again so much for everyone tuning into this broadcast. And uh, for those of you who are listening on YouTube, I'm going to check in with the comments here and there. And if you guys have any questions in YouTube, uh, please feel free to leave those and even on the live chat on the main website. And I'll uh, do my best to keep an eye on those. So shout out to everyone tuning into this. And again, for those of you tuning into this into the future, shout out to you guys as well. And just as like a side note, you can get the MP3s by looking up Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes and you can subscribe to that through like a mobile app thingamajig that you guys got going on so uh with that said i want to be able to go back to aj because uh he was mentioning that he came across some new practical ideas or some tips that he wanted to share with the group and uh from there we'll just kind of jump into a variety of topics and uh we'll get we'll get as much as we can in like i said i want to wrap this up by about 12 so that gives us a little under two hours and uh we'll end with a closing meditation working towards the collective intention of uh, meeting in the shared dream space of the dream tree and uh, we'll explain that as we go back to it but it's basically like a dream tree location in the dream space that we are like collectively manifesting and and intending to show up at and it has worked many people have showed up at it and uh, yeah we'll get to that when we get to it AJ I'm gonna pass the talking stick over to you and uh, go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about what you've come across recently related to dreams if you're there so just give it a second for AJ to jump I am, in. I am here. Yeah, there we go. Okay, AJ, go, right. go ahead. You got the talk. Okay. Stuff. All right. Um, well, hey, family. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, welcome for those people that are here. And I have done sort of like my own study. I've been a lucid dreamer, I would say, since I was probably three or four. Four is about the earliest that I can remember back in my, my dream states. And... Um, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to start writing things down and really start figuring out and connecting the dots when it came to dreams and, and how I'm affected by dreams and what I can do to co-create in that reality. And uh, I found out a few things. I'm going to go through a few things really quickly uh, because I think that they're valid. Um, one, I used to have black and white dreams when I was younger. I don't have black and white dreams now, but uh, black and white dreams were I did not have color, um, very surreal, everything moved kind of slowly. Um, it was almost like I was going through this ooze through the dream. Um, then there were, there were the visionary dreams. These were dreams uh, to where, I guess you could say they were lucid, but there was, um, there was something else that uh, I saw in the future 
and I'm not talking about uh, premonitions or all those other things that come, but this is more based off of where I might be at a specific place in my life. I had a lot of those. There were the conjuring dreams to where I was able to play around with things and be able to uh, create people or be able to fly or be able to do specific things in a dream. And also there were dreams that I had that were inside of a dream uh, to where I woke up and I realized as I was walking through that I was actually still in a dream, woke up again and I was still in a dream. Uh, and then there were message dreams that I had set intentions or said a prayer. And this is what I wanted to get into uh, tonight and speaking about uh, a specific dream that I had recently um, of when I had went in with a question to the universe based off of something that was going on in my life. And the answer I found was in the dream. And um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, the other day, I had a proposition, basically, to join this company. And I was going to be selling some products, and it, everything seemed great. And I wanted to jump on this as soon as possible. But something in my spirit was like, well, just why don't I just meditate on it? send it out to the universe, see what comes back on that. And so before I went to sleep, I, I asked the question, you know, this is what's going on. What might be your pathway for me? Is this the right thing for me to do? Uh, and guide me in that. I did not think that I was going to have a dream that night, but what ended up happening, it was one of the most, uh, lucid dreams that I've had in a long time. And I would almost tie that in with one of those message dreams. And a message dream for me is something that's a little bit, it's a little bit deeper. When you wake up from it, you have to sit back and you have to let everything in. It, it, it sits there. You know exactly what happened. Uh, and then you have to really dissect what goes on with uh, what you were saying and how that directly influences your life. So what ended up happening is that I was, uh, I was in New York. I was passing out. In the, this is all in the dream state right now, I'm about to say. Uh, I was handing out cards, um, and it said social experiment on it. And so I was going up to random people, and I was handing out these cards that said social experiment. The dream fast-forwarded to this large space that I was in. There was musical instruments all over the place. Uh, there were people that were healers. There were people that were doctors. There were people... There was a lot of different types of people that were congregated in this one area. And I was on stage, and I had set apart this uh, presentation. And the presentation was talking about the connectivity between humans and how you know, sort of like that fourth dimensional work that happens, how we're all tied together and how nothing happens by coincidence. There is a meaning for us all being here, almost like what you do, Brendan, with trying to connect people. Uh, but I was talking about, I you know, the, out of these random people, what ended up happening is that there sort of became this class and everybody got to meet everybody. And as one person was there, somebody started playing an instrument and this person needed somebody for their group. And by the time the thing had ended, everybody, there was a reason why those people were there and they were able to help somebody else out. And that was their gift in giving. 
And I sat back and then like the dream fast forward to me being on Oprah, it was like crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And like talking to her and, and I just sat back and she said, well, how did you, you know, how did you figure out how to do this? And I said, it started with a dream. And I woke up and when I woke up, I started relating it back to the message that I had at, or the question I had asked, is this the right opportunity for me to do working with this company? And it wasn't a yes or a no answer, but the answer that I got was basically, there might be something else that I have for you to do outside of doing this. This is another option that maybe you should get pushed into and maybe you should delve into that in which I have started doing, I started doing research. Now, on top of that, uh, I told somebody about this dream and immediately they said, oh, well, I majored in social work and uh, other things like that and gathering people together and this and that. And then I met somebody that had, because I wanted to do research on more about fourth dimensional work and how everything is connected. And, you know, so now I've really started diving in deep to see if I can make this dream a reality and put some action into sort of like the message that was given. And I think that's the beauty I, I get when in, you talk about uh, why we dream and what we can create within our dream. What I've found is that I think that it's vitally important about go, when you go into the dream process to maybe ask questions. Maybe that's the time. I found that my most influential dreams were when I was going through something and I basically just left it up to the universe and said, I don't know what to do in this situation, but I need your guidance. I need some guidance from somewhere. And it seemed like the spirit guides or whoever, they always were able to give me that, those symbols or those specific numbers that, that were given or patterns that I used to have in old dreams that started to come back up, which is the reason why I think that writing your dreams down is extremely imperative if you, if you can't remember them. I, my dream space, is literally another world for me. It's it's another life that I've I've had and I've lived. So I can remember dreams like it's another reality. Like I live my regular everyday life. Uh, but I find that it's almost like setting the intention. You know, in meditation, you should go in with some intention. I think dreaming is the same exact way, and uh, it's something that I really hadn't done when I was younger. I usually just fall asleep and and dream lucidly. But I'm finding within this dream study, as I started getting a little bit deeper, that really asking questions and giving the opportunity for something else for the universe to answer them with inside the dream, it, it, it's almost transformative. It, it, it creates this space. It creates the space to where it's like, when I wake up, the first thing I wanna do is interpret and understand and take in what was given and then act on the response that was given like and that's the beauty for me of finding out like through the dream process uh that's sort of like really getting me going on another level for myself and i think that uh that's one of the things that i, I just picked up set back to to you awesome yeah aj i think uh within what you said there like the idea of like using the dreams as a space to ask 
questions for for things for us that we're trying to figure out i think like yeah like just boiling it down like that is like such a key idea and uh let's 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 open let's open up the talking circle just focusing on that Uh, i'm curious have you guys experienced that before whether intentionally or unintentionally where you've kind of like maybe you know gone to sleep with like uncertainty and then woke up with sort of like an aha or a bit of a realization or a bit of extra insight you know one of the simple ways that we kind of hear about this is in culture and this is like something i even remember like my grandfather talking about he's just like if you're ever working on a project and you just kind of like hit a wall and 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 you're not really sure what to do one of the best things you can do is like go take a nap and then like wake up from the nap and then like suddenly you're just like oh there it is and and Again, whether you're going to sleep like with that intention of like, all right, universe, I'm not sure what to do. Let's go to that inner space and then like give me that higher guidance. And then you kind of go from there. But yeah, let's open up the talking circle. Who else has had experience? I feel like all of us have had experiences like that. But let's practice talking about that a little bit. What do you guys think about the idea of like being able to ask for guidance from the dream space and actually being like capable of receiving that as well? And whether there's practical tips involved with that that we can get into. Marissa, go ahead. Well, I think that asking is very important. That's the first step. And a lot of us kind of skip it <laughs> and we don't really open up to it. You know, a lot of it is just saying, okay, I'm ready. I'm open to receive. What am I going to receive? So, so much of it to me is the asking part that's setting the intention so that you bring that with you into the dream state rather than just, I guess, laying there hoping for something to happen. I think it's really important to really, to just straight up ask, ask for it. Yeah. And and I think, again, you know, as we start to learn more about the dynamics of the dream space, we start to get we start to almost reveal like the instruction manual. And and, and I feel like a lot of people are kind of doing that where they're starting to get into the tips and tricks as sort of like the the ins and outs of how the dreams work and and almost like a computer system. It's something that can be Mm -hmm. programmed with like input output codes. Um, Marissa, go ahead if you want your microphones open again. I wasn't sure if you want to. Oh, no, I, w- I was just going to say that it is yeah. like you're saying about practicing and seeing what works for you too. Cause not, it's not really a one size fits all sometimes. Uh, sometimes you don't resonate with other people's practices. So it really is just determining what works for you and whether you do want to keep a dream journal or what you're really looking for in the dream state. Some people um, like the lucid dreaming. Some people just want to receive messages. So it's about that as well. Asking yourself, what do I want? What do I want to receive? What do I want to know? And like I mentioned earlier, the asking is, is really the most important part. For sure, for sure. So again, you know, practical tip tip for people listening to this broadcast, like try doing that even as an experiment for yourself, like go to sleep with a question. And and again, a practical tip for this is even writing it down, writing things down in general is a huge practical tip when it comes to like manifestation, because there's like an additional aspect of like encoding into this reality that happens when we just opposed to just having an idea in our mind, something else happens when we take it in our mind, write it down on paper, and then observe that and then like sort of reflect that and read it back to ourselves there's like an additional layer of code that's like amplified and i feel like so if you have a question that you're going to sleep with write it down in your journal so maybe even if you're building in this is a super practical tip that almost goes without saying when you having a dream journal in the first place sometimes you can do that where you kind of you write down the date for the dream that you're gonna write about when you wake up and then as underneath that date you can sort of write in a question that you might have for it um so i mean again you know that question could be like what job should i look for like you know like what steps should i take in this project uh i mean it can really be sort of anything um let's keep bouncing around guys what what are experiences have you guys had with like 
asking the dream for something and getting something out of it or just the idea of like getting some really uh, insightful insight out of a dream that allowed you to change the course of your life or, or, or to, to act more intentionally through the choices that you're making. Um, if anybody else wants to jump in on that, feel free and go ahead. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I imagine somebody here, um, Kiwi, if you're back, do you want to just do a quick microphone check real quick? If uh, Kiwi, if you're there, I know you rejoined. Um, yeah, Kiwi, go ahead. No, no microphone coming on your end, which is weird because it was working before. Okay, um, but yeah, okay. Let's let's just talk in general about again what we were just saying that the idea of asking dreams and getting ideas back. Gary, go go ahead. You can you can jump in. Oh man, asking dreams, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, I asked like angels if they want to come over here and help me like exercise some inner demons because <laughs> they keep pushing my mental keyboard buttons and it's getting annoying. <laughs> but uh yeah man it's like if you can visualize something you need help with it you can like ask any 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 even a dead person like you can visualize their image like, i've been visualizing like bruce lee and tesla lately you know i'm just like showing them off my inventions i'm just like check this out bro it's a, it's a remagnetizer <laughs> it'll realign everything <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fun. I call it Chi Tech. Or I, I, that was given to me from a video game. It's like energy technology. Like if you can visualize, you know, the form, the function, and the result, you know, it's like, boom, done before you can put it to words. Like, that's why I don't like thinking in the words. I like thinking in animations and vibrations. It's like my brain won't shut up, but neither does my mouth sometimes. <laughs> Well, Gary, actually, um, I, I kind of have a question, if, if you don't mind, um, just kind of within like within the context of what we're talking about, because we're saying, you know, like, okay, you can ask a dream a question, and you can get something back. Um, it's like, okay, that's a cool idea. But like, to maybe be able to get a better under idea of, of not just the fact that that possibility can occur, but like, why is that capable of occurring? And that's when we start to get into the bigger perspective. And we can go back to what we were just talking about, about asking dreams. But to take a moment here to step into the bigger perspective of like, what are dreams? You know, like, what really are they? And, and kind of what we've talked about in past broadcasts is that you look at the characteristics of dreams okay so within dreams there's like the ability to access information from a non-temporal perspective meaning you can like get things from like outside this linear timeline you can get things from other parts of the galaxies you can sort of access like individual packets of code that exist through like archetypes and as you said almost identities of like bruce lee's or tesla's or anything like that um gary i just kind of want to ask you in general uh what do you see dreams as and and sort of explain you, that you're talking like the when I lay down in the sleep dreams or the dreams yeah actually... yeah like once we're yeah once we're like asleep and our astral body is doing something like yeah like how would you oh, explain man. what dreams are to help us get a better under, under a better understanding of like what is capable what is possible within them truthfully I think a dream is just you having an OBE and then looking at the realm around you and what's there in the invisible world that's what I like to call the ether realm it's hard to see you might need some spiritual goggles or something maybe some you know high-tech stuff i mean i got many things available but and none of them are for sale they're for manifestation they're free you know it's like i can think of something and it happens think of it as far as i want it to go and it's like it's i feel like infinite 
and it's kind of scary sometimes, but it's also kind of funny. It's kind of like it has its ups and downs, like a bipolar rainbow roller coaster or something, you know. Like sometimes you're on the red track, sometimes you're on the yellow, sometimes the green, and then you're on the right one, and just everything feels perfect. It's like Rainbow Road from Mario. Mario Kart, yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay, so uh, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, and then we'll, we'll just keep passing around. But like, how would you explain? And this is like a big question or whatever. But how would you explain like what is the ether? Uh, if you could explain that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like just the, the ether. ether realms. Like, how would you explain that to someone who like may not really understand these? Well, if if with? you could imagine like uh, if if uh, you were in a grapevine versus out of the grapevine, where there's different energies outside of the grapevine than there is in the grapevine, and like your pineal gland is always trapped in one of them grapes because your mind is always developing grapes, and inside those grapes are juicy fruits and whatever the heck you manifested just by a few words, you know, and visions. It's like, I call it the thought bubble universe. You know, it's like once you build a thought bubble, you can expand it, blow it up, turn it micro, macro, whatever, you know, kind of like click and drag almost. It's like a technological marvel of something that we haven't been using much of lately i mean some of us the shifters oh my goodness i mean you guys are like amazing some of the people i see in my real world friendships are kind of like you know a little upsetting that they're not able to like do a lot of things i can do hmm. so do you, but, do you feel that like by becoming or sorry go ahead keep going keep going the ether the ether realm i just call it the energy realm that's that's to be on track here if you ask what your question was but the ether realm i call it just the colored energy it's mm -hmm. like energy water mm -hmm. and and this and within this ether realm it's like from your own experience too because this is what you've talked about where you're like you're literally like creating things and and, and one thing that you've actually talked about is like creating like items that yeah. you can like re-equip from like one dream to another can you maybe talk a little bit about that how you're actually like creating almost like an item inventory and maybe what some of these items are well, that you're creating if you imagine like you got a infinite inventory in your brain. Like every cell has like a slot where whatever you just put in that brain cell, a new idea or a new realm, even, even a new trinket to do a certain special effect and energy vibration and therapy or something, you know, it's, you can do so much just by the power of thought. And you got so much storage space on your hard drive. It's ridiculous. It's like, you can just manifest this and then through memory recall, you can do it again just like bam like that's it you can even recycle through time just like scrub through your film reel of life and even disconnect record that's tied to the past it's pretty shitty when it's open and you're got a whole bunch of anxiety leaking into your now moment you know from the past to the now it's because you connect to both the past and the now but if you were to disconnect from let's say the bottom of the film reel to on the left side and you're at the top and then everything on the right is now on the bottom. You just cut both of the cords and keep staring at that now moment where the new frame starts, you know, and then when you, that's where you start painting. You start painting right there. You don't even look back because it don't matter no more. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, it, and thanks, and because again, like that's awesome. And can you maybe just give us like, like literally just a couple, because I feel like there's a few. Can you give us a couple of examples of some of the quote unquote items that like you've like created within your dream story that have like helped you navigate the dream space? Oh man, the, the, 
I don't know about items, but they show me like like almost like brain flexing techniques. But items I like to do like, you know, like I got this little uh projector that I put on my armor that like blasts out radiation to push like two dimensional objects into three D. So it literally it's like building the hallucination of something in five D in real time. And it's like if something's in the way between you and that radiation and the flat image of your uh, TV, it kind of ruins the illusion. But once it's clear, then the illusion becomes way more beautiful. And, it's, and I call it a 2D to 3D projector. And it, it's it's basically you. You can do that, but you can actually separate yourself and you know nanoize nanoize your inventory and store it for later, so it doesn't really be running all the time let's say you had a uh app that you created for your mind where it turns off all the other apps that are running in the background right so you just click that little thing right there hold x down it closes all the apps now something like that i call a third ipad that's like a it's like you just got to visualize it if you ever used an ipad you can like slide to the right slide to the left visualize like like this little conversation right here like you take this window then you click, drag it wherever the heck you want it around your eyeballs. You know, it's like almost like it's too much fun to be had. Why is everybody pointing at worry all the time and fears? It's like everybody's just like too scared to do awesome anymore. And it's like kind of worries me. <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome, man. Yeah, like I think, again, like those, those are some cool examples of just like encouraging people to get creative so that like, it's with more time. <laughs> it's more than time, right? Like, so, I mean, like, that's something that, you know, as a practice, people could even do where, like, before they're even in the dream space, like, imagine yourself going into a meditation where you're, like, equipping yourself with, quote, unquote, spiritual armor. And then, like, as you're falling asleep, you can, like, imagine that again. And then you can start, like, imagining yourself in, like, some sort of, like, martial arts combat training, like, parkour ninja style scenario. And then, like, what can happen through that is that, like, that will actually sort of, like, transition into the dream space and it's kind of that idea of like kind of like uh you know falling asleep with the idea of like body asleep mind awake body asleep mind awake and then like as you sort of bring in that mantra while meditating on these ideas it gets it creates this potential to sort of like be able to step into a dream space with more lucidity and things like that um and again, just for anybody, just because like there's always going to be new people. Lucid dream is when you're in a dream and when you know that you're in a dream. Whereas a normal dream, you're kind of like the by bystander. You're sort of like watching a movie that you're a part of. Lucid dream is when you sort of snap into that reality that you're a dream. And then within that process, you also have like the immediate ability to like impact and affect the dream and create within the dream with the, the immediate thoughts uh, that your mind is manifesting in that moment, which is again, like a big thing that a lot of people seek to have that experience of and for a lot of people that can be a big paradigm shift experience because when you get into that lucid state it's one of those things where you're just like holy crap this moment is as real as this waking state right here like it, it has a pre present moment as real as this one and it starts waking people up into the idea of like if that's like it, it's like the dream space is almost quote unquote realer than real. And it just opens you up to the idea that the physical dimension is not the only dimension that consciousness experiences itself through. And every night we're always going to the astral realms to have those experiences. Um, so again, just a quick recap on what lucid dreaming is, so to speak. But again, part of the discussion within this class is to sort of 
create that conversation that helps move us towards uh, those experiences as well. And uh, what happens down the line when we all start to become like more lucid within our dreams, things get very, very interesting. Um, but yes, let's keep bouncing around. Gary, is there anything else that you want to say at the moment? Or, uh, yeah, uh, like my page, Spiritual Cybernetics. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Okay, cool. We'll put put the, put the link into that in the in the comments here, and and, and I'll post that into the live right. chat as well. Sweet. And uh, again, for for people who are watching this and they want to connect with people in the class, uh, check the show notes afterwards, and we'll include people's info as well. Um, so let's keep bouncing around, guys. Um, again, we were sort of talking about the idea of like asking the dream a question to be able to get an answer back or to be able to receive some insight. I'm curious as to other people what experiences you might have had with that um other than that though we can sort of start bouncing around the topics as well and even um passing it back to aj since aj brought in that topic if there's anything else that you guys want to share or uh and soon enough we can even just bring in like a whole new question and uh again shout out to people on youtube if you guys have a question on youtube um just let me know because i'm keeping an eye open for it but i don't see any questions just yet you guys are just having fun chatting and stuff so uh yeah who would um like to jump into the conversation circle at this moment uh gary did you have something else to say or is your microphone oh is my microphone on or off? yeah it's just open. all right no worries oh it's open no worries oh. all right okay so uh kyle we'll we'll pass it over to you since uh you got your microphone working i think kyle do you want a quick microphone check hey, what's up man what's yo, going yo, on you got um can you hear me yeah yeah maybe just move the microphone close to your mouth and i got you man yeah there it's that's fine now sweet okay so kyle welcome to dream class we already kind of went through the introductions um if you want to just say what brings you to dream class real quick and then anything else that you want to bring into the circle at this moment go ahead sure how's it going brendan how's it going everybody else sorry it took me a little while to get my browser actually up and rolling so that's why, you know, it took me a little while to get in there. I wasn't working on my Google Chrome, so I got a, I got an older browser that I used to use. But, it, I mean, it's, like, up to date. But anyway, I come to dream class because I think dreams have more to tell us about human consciousness and the reality that we perceive than a lot of people, you know, give mind or pay attention to. I think, I think it's, a, it's a connection and a creative place, an environment to reliefs, you know, like stresses, but also environment to have alternate realities and slip in between those alternate realities. And it's kind of cool if you find yourself in an in-between spot, you can sort of like look around, view different areas, directions to go, you know, like just choose which door do you want to fucking, or sorry, which door do you want to go through at that point point in time or whatever <clears throat> stepping through portals and then you can do that in the waking state too you just gotta be careful mindful that's what i that's why i come to dream class and that's what dreams are to me cool cool thanks man and uh did you want to even talk about what we were talking about the idea of like asking a question before going to sleep any experience that you might have had with that or insight that's come to you in particular through dreams that have helped give you guidance in your life path um i would say when it comes to like asking well yeah i'd, I'd say 
I've had experience with asking the universe for an answer and, and like receiving something through a dream or trance-like state. You know, sometimes like my favorite time to ask a question like that would be, you know, like in like some sort of shamanic trance or whatever. And uh, I mean, you could definitely do it before you go to sleep and you could definitely get positive results. I can't exactly surface anything right now that I can you know, directly remember <clears throat> of like an instance where that happened, you know, like asking and then going into a dream about it. Sometimes I interpret my dreams and, you know, like I relate them all over the, like all over the place. But that is something to try. I think, you know, it's a very good idea. I think I'll check that out and look into that some more though. Definitely. Cool. Word, man. Word. Sweet. Okay. Um, let's keep bouncing around a little bit more. Um, okay. We had a Marissa had to jump out. That's not a problem. Thank you to you to Marissa for joining. Um, Kiwi, did you want to check your mic again? Maybe see if anything's working on your end. Um, it's probably not, but that's okay. All right, okay, guys. Um, we're gonna open up the, uh, again, let's just open up, oh, QA, yeah, go ahead, try. I think it's working. QA, go ahead. Um, no, maybe not. Okay, I thought I heard something there. Sorry about that. All right, um, okay, so there's a question here in the chat that I wanna be able to get to from Maxi, and uh, Maxi is asking, and, and excuse me, um, I'm not, this, this is a peculiar question and Maxie, I may ask you to like sort of rephrase it, but Maxie is asking, why do we die if we don't sleep? Is it fully biological or how does it connect to spirit? Um, Maxie, are you literally asking of like, why do, like, I, I'm just not entirely sure what you're asking. Are you literally saying like, if someone stays awake for enough time that they'll die? Is that what you're asking? Um, because I mean, I'm sure like part of the science behind that would just be like, um, actually, I mean, I don't know. Is is uh, I'm not really sure how to answer that because I mean, if someone's like eating food and still exercising, is it possible for them to like stay awake for a certain amount of time? Or I guess kind of like expanding on the philosophical perspective of this question, I is, can shed some insight into that. Okay, let me. Okay, we'll pass it to Kyle in a second because I was just going to say, and this may be related to what you're going to say, Kyle. It seems to be, uh, and this is kind of like my sort of interpretation in some way, that the dream space is also a space where, like, we go to like recharge our spiritual batteries. It seems so. Like, it's it, when we get tired, it's not like we like literally like get tired just because of like physical exertion. But it seems as if there's like, actually a correspondence between like it takes energy and it takes like inertia for us to like be in the physical like projecting from the spiritual realm so it's almost as if like you know like we're constantly in the spiritual realms to begin with that's where like our higher daemon is so to speak the player playing the game and here where we are in the physical that's like our avatar that's like sort of like our world of warcraft character in this mmorpg that this life pretty much is and so like it seems that from the astral we're like constantly projecting yet that in itself like takes an exertion and so i guess like kind of just like playing on this question to sort of open it up it's just kind of an interesting idea that like it is that sort of like a limited thing like if we like keep doing that and we keep pumping and 
pushing that exertion of like trying to project ourselves into this physical without resting resting then it's almost as like the bandwidth signal or there's or, or some sort of like energy cable kind of becomes like weaker and weaker and weaker and then when we go to sleep each night it's like we're like reconnecting the cables or we're like re-tethering the cables and then that sends when we wake up like a full flow of like energy bandwidth and then like throughout the day that like cable or that bandwidth kind of becomes like smaller and smaller and smaller and then to the point where if we're like running on zero sleep it can kind of become uh it's interesting because then again it kind of gets interesting right like what happens when people start to have like zero sleep they start quote unquote like hallucinating and things like that which gets into <clears throat> i guess you can also look at it as just like the brain sort of like losing its function but in some ways this is also like kind of like the our perception shifting and our veils like shifting as well um it's a very interesting study uh, to sort of look into like what happens to the body uh, when we sort of deprive it of sleep, yet perhaps still maintain like the food and the exercise and even just like the sunlight intake. Um, but yeah, Kyle, passing it, passing it over to you. Uh, and again, the original question is why do we die if we don't sleep? Uh, is it fully biological or how does it connect to spirit? Uh, Kyle, go ahead. What, what do you think about the connections between, between sleep and energy recharge and things such as that nature. I mean, <clears throat> I think it's a good recharge for your imagination. But as far as like us operating as batteries and such, I don't think we're intended to like go to sleep at night and wake up, be up during the day and go to sleep at night. Like I think we're semi-nocturnal. I think we're all built to sort of just be awake and then, you know, take like, four or five hour like breaks or whatever. I don't, I don't really know why I think that it just sort of feels more natural. Um, I think that goes to a primal instinct of when we were, you know, like when everyone was um, not like cavemen or whatever, but like around that time where like things where you had to be like alert, you had to be, you know, always watching out for like predators, animals, or other, you know, tribes walking around who might not be up to the right thing. I think that comes like naturally with, you know, human instinct to sort of do that a little bit. Um, but no, I, I gotta, I gotta say, you could stay up for a very long time and not have any kind of like, I mean, like people say after 48 hours of staying up, I start to hallucinate. Oh, that's not really true. I've been up for far longer than 48 hours and did not start hallucinating. Um, when I was in the military, there were extended periods of time where you had to stay awake all the time. Like, you could not sleep. Like, when you first get to reception, you get to reception, and from the moment you get off the bus, like we didn't stop moving for like three days. We didn't get assigned beds to sleep in for three days. We were just, we got issued like a green bag. We got a green bag and then we just went to different areas. We went like went to different stations within this 30th AG that I was in, um, in Georgia. You get there, you just start moving, you get a green bag and you get paperwork and you go and you sit in this big like gymnasium full of like school, you know, like school desks. You just fill out some paperwork for like 
four hours and then you just you do shit like that for three days you we just walked around like went to the chow hall and then went and got gear and like loaded our bag up and eventually we were walking around with like this big huge bag of stuff it was like the third day of not sleeping and you know you just then we got like our bunks and we got to sleep for like five hours but after that you know like we didn't really have you know steady sleep it was only like four or five hours at a time so i would say yeah a human being can definitely be up for like a very long period of time with no sleep not drug induced just you know like physical activity and concentration to not fall asleep sort of like i mean after that point you kind of like override that then you it, it's really crazy like i always found that like after about a day you just sort of catch this weird second wind and you're like oh shit you know like fuck and like i mentioned that and then some guy who was in longer than I was, was like, you know, I was in training at this point and this was like this <clears throat> another incident where we were up for like four days in a row, just making a giant movement in this training facility that was, you know, you were, we were just outside doing training exercises and we were up for like four days, just walking and making movements and doing tactical shit and just moving. And it, I mean, you know, like, didn't really, you know, get rest. You don't, you just keep moving. And it, it's incredible because given the willpower to do something and like just letting your body do it naturally, it's just like, boom, like, you know, it's like, oh shit, you know, like, okay, I'm not tired anymore. Just out of nowhere, you're not tired anymore. You're continually moving. You're like, okay, this is, you know, like for some reason I've got all the energy in the world and you're just like hyper as fuck. You know, like that might just be some kind of endorphin release or something. You know, and that's that's also a different situation than, you know, like another instance of just like being awake for an extended period of time. I think like, you know, like there is this thing that, that apparently, you know, the Russians did some kind of crazy sleep experiment where they took these, you know, life sentence prisoners and they put them in this chamber and pumped it full of some gas that prohibits you from going to sleep and they were up for freaking days man i mean like like six months it was like they were going like six months with no sleep i mean if you know anything about that or heard heard the story you know apparently they just sort of started to demonize themselves and like tear themselves apart and they were like you know like they covered up all the microphones and cameras that they had and all the portholes, they like covered them up and they stopped using the bathroom and just like letting all the shit build up. And it, it was wild, you know, it's a crazy story. I don't know if you've, if you know it or if you've heard of it, but, <clears throat> and again, you know, we don't know how much truth that there is to that story. And that was a situation where, you know, they, they had a chemical that would prohibit them from going to sleep. It was like a gas that they pumped into the chamber. But, you know, it wasn't like a lethal mixture or anything. It was just they kept it up and then they tried to turn it off at one point. And, you know, apparently they all started screaming and were like, turn the gas back on. And, you know, just like crazy fucking lamenting and shit. So they just turned it back on and like let them go for a while. They tried to figure out how to get in there. And eventually they pulled these guys out. And, and like it, everything was just like a horror show.
then again, we don't know the all the truth to that story. And that would mean that, yeah, we do start to go crazy and die. But I mean, as human beings, I guess we do need sleep. But a lack of sleep can be a way into an, a trance-like state. I think you can cross over into like a different realm of being in existence if you stay up for that amount of time. Because after you push through all the physical fatigue, you know, you just sort of just become like relaxed and all this other mess and just calm and cool and breezy. Yeah. And, you know, I think you could probably go a while without sleep. You could probably have some really crazy intense meditations and, you know, given you wouldn't yeah. fall asleep in the meditation, but I think you could definitely like communicate and access a lot of higher vibrations that way. Probably a cool experiment to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, don't use anything other than like caffeine to keep yourself up. And after a while, caffeine won't even work. So, very good. I don't know. It's cool. You know what I mean? It's, like, I've yeah, done it before, but never really for more than like four days at a time. Like, I don't really know how long that one experience was i just know it was longer than 72 hours so i call it four days but it could have been five or something or close to five maybe but i'm not mm -hmm. sure i know it was longer than 72 so yeah yeah definitely go a while yeah i think um and, and again let's just keep let's open it up because i'm curious to hear from from you guys and thanks kyle um just on like what people's experiences have been been thin periods where they've like maybe gone without sleep and then <clears throat> noticing like what their sleep was like upon resuming sleep because i've definitely noticed that that i've had some like really trippy dreams where it, it would be like you know i would be um like I exhausted already but it would be like me falling asleep at like a weird time of the day or something like that or, or if it was like after a day of like traveling like flying or something like that and i get home and and, and and it's interesting because like either sometimes you just fall asleep and you're just like completely out of it or sometimes you fall asleep and you have like the trippiest dreams but it definitely seems that like if you stay awake that relationship between yourself and the veil begins to change and and kind of um gary was kind of saying in the comments uh like mind over chemicals and stuff alfonso go ahead jump right in yeah very very true about the uh consciousness interface with your body and reality um through my studies what i've come to find or some theories i should say are that what we're actually experiencing in terms of our physical sensations or what have you is all electromagnetic as tesla had said all you need to do to understand the universe is look at frequency vibration and energy and so with that under consideration as far as i've come to know our consciousness and our experiences thereof are electromagnetic and so what we're feeling are electromagnetic impulses. So by not sleeping, as far as I've come to understand, you're not recharging your batteries. And so what you're actually feeling is like a feedback of the energy effects of not sleeping, not recharging, and feeling dragged down. And it's not so much that the spirit itself is tired or feels that, tired, or it feels that tiredness by directly being there, but it's not ultimately affected. Um, 
the body is definitely what needs sleep. But that's only because the body is what's channeling the inner entity that is us. And so to get an effective experience of this game, you have to play it properly. And playing it properly is knowing what you need to do. And then knowing what you need to do, you need to learn how to properly hack it so that you can bypass that if you choose to. But laws are trickier subjects. But sleep is like a mandatory thing, unless you can find a way around it. And that's basically like finding the elixir of life or immortality or what have you. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know if I'm making sense, but. but those, those are some good points. Those are some good points. And, and yeah, like that's like some interesting things that, that we hear now and then are like people who have changed their diet or have like gotten into themselves into such a healthy state. And they, you know, maybe they talk about like eating prana or just like breath areas and stuff, but they'll literally say, you know, like I only sleep like once every other day and and they're like totally cool. Right. So they've like sort of adjusted the relationship at which like their energy is flowing through them and stuff. And this is just a quick idea. And I'm, I'm just going to pass it back either to Alfonso or anyone, but yeah, like for me again, like making sense out of this sort of begins to make sense as to like what, consciousnesses and what dreams are and how it all interrelates so it seems to me that again when when we are wide awake and and energy is flowing good what is happening there is the illusion is maintained at full integrity and i think that is what we are observing and right now let's assume we're all like pretty like awake and and well like addressed and everything right now things are pretty solid things are like pretty cool and everything like that nothing looks out of the ordinary yet as we become tired and as we like begin to shift then the filter begins to change the illusion begins to dissolve and i think that is actually what we begin to observe when we start like hallucinating as we go through sleep deprivation is not this idea of like these illusion these hallucinations are like fake and stuff like that but rather it's the illusions of the filters that are actually falling away and then what we're actually seeing is kind of like the natural uh, perception of spirit uh, coming forth to the forefront, which is like what you can talk about when you're experiencing like psychedelics, what you're talking about when you're experiencing, you know, like any 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 sort of like substance like that when we talk about like the filters being pulled back. Um, but yeah, like, again, I'm, I'm just starting to make sense of this as well. But it seems, again, just reiterating that as we go through sleep deprivation, what we're observing there is the integrity of the quote unquote illusion for basic baseline reality falling apart or, or, or becoming weaker and then every time we go to sleep that illusion is like recalibrated and re-strengthened and then it, it seems to sort of hold itself and then it sort of like dissipates every time and then we go to sleep and then we wake up and then it's like oh it's still there it's still there and then when it goes back and then we wake up and it goes so every time like that's that's what you notice is that like the body is like constantly trying to keep it in the state of illusion and yet it's in those moments where like either through psychedelics, through meditation, through sleep deprivation, that the illusions start to fall back and we start to be like, wait a second, this reality is like really trippy. Like what's going on? Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, I think it's starting to make sense here. Uh, Alfonso, did you want to respond to anything else or anybody else? Feel free to jump in at this point. Um, again, Alfonso, go ahead. I just got you just unmute yourself real quick. Um, if you're looking to jump in on that. Dun, dun, dun. No. Under the potentiality that we are indeed antenna, um, then it makes sense that we would phase, that we would be phasing like that with our consciousness. Because, like, 
as our body needs energy in order to maintain itself, it needs, it sounds like then it needs energy to be able to hold our frequency at a solid state. It's kind of like if you're looking at the Starship Enterprise, how it always had issues being able to teleport people up whenever there were energy issues, being able to keep their signatures and blah, blah, locked. And so in envisioning that with our state, maybe what happens is less of our, uh, less of our consciousness fading out and more of a lack of ability to be able to fully channel in on the reality itself and other things start bleeding in from other places. I have a theory that that's actually what's up with schizophrenia is that it's legitimate, not legitimate, I'm sorry. It's a channeling of other, uh, other frequencies that they can't lock out, their body's not able to. Um, and maybe that's something to be said for fibromyalgia as well. I honestly think that these psychic phenomena really do work into our bodies more than we give credit to. And yeah, mm -hmm. electromagnetism yeah. actually might be more at the center of things than we give credit to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Magnetism therapies and so on considered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, no, this, this is good. This is good. I, I like kind of where we're going with this. And, and again, it seems to be that way that like each of us, our personality, our perception is like riding like a signal. And then like that signal has like its own sort of like integrity to it. If we can keep using that word. And then again, you know, like that integrity can sort of like wax and wane. And like you said, other things can sort of like go in and out of it and, and weave yeah. into it and stuff like that. So so yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I I think um yeah, and and then again, it, it really like the, going back to the simple idea that like we are antennas for consciousness. And then that makes more sense. And then again, like every night when we go to sleep, when we go into the dream space, that is what we're doing. We are like literally there like receiving the information that consciousness you can't is like your multidimensional nature. <laughs> it will catch up with you eventually, even Ooh, at death. Sorry. Even at death. So, yeah. Um yeah, okay, Alfonso, is there anything else you want to say on that? Or, or maybe um, there's another question in the I, chat. We can... I just have a habit of potentially jumping in when I catch a point that might need expanding upon or that would be good to expand upon. But okay. uh, I will be, I will practice self-control. Okay, well, we, we, got a, we got another question here in the chat um, that I did want to bring up on the uh, YouTube. And uh, this is a chat from uh, uh, Not Having This. That's their profile name. Uh, and this, this is a great, great question. It's something that, you know, we, we've kind of already touched upon, but, but I want to be able to, like, let you guys take a crack at answering it. Because, again, you know, the, the, the intentions of this class is to really to practice talking about having these discussions so that when you have friends who might be interested in this stuff, then you can also have these conversations with them as well. The question is, do you believe that dream reality is more real than waking reality? Is the dream space where the real player lives? And so again, like I, 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 I kind of already said like what I said. I'm just like it, the short answer, like yes. Um, though I guess it depends on like what we're defining as more real. Um, but it definitely is like a more hyperdelic perception of what reality is with less filters involved. Is the dream is what the dream space would be, whereas like this waking state is like more with like the filters on, which gives us this illusion of physicality. Um, Everything is equally unreal is kind of one way to look at it. But again, let's let's pass the talking stick around. What, what do you guys think? So again, the question is, do you believe that dream reality is more real than the waking reality? Is dream space where the real player lives? And that, so that second part, is the dream space where the real player lives? So take that where you want. Who wants to jump in at that? Alfonso, go ahead. A hypercube experiment. 
try and literally, and I've been working on this, and it's really hard to put into words, and that's where I've been really working on it. Perceiving, perceiving from behind the site, that sort of saying, ghost in the shell, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, yeah, like you're not already. Sorry, there are other people here. Like you're not already, but I, what I mean is like, uh, what did McKenna say? Um, what did it's like turning, turning the such light upon itself. And in that, you can determine if the dream, if it's a dream or not a dream or something like that. To me, it's kind of a dream because from what I understand, my consciousness is being channeled from somewhere else completely outside of my body. And if it's an antenna, then like... Uh, then yeah, how is this not a dream if it's an antenna? Um, there's another movie, it's independent. I think it's from Russia where there's this whole culture built around gaming and they beam people into bodies. What was that? another game? There's a game for PlayStation three that does something similar, but they beam people into bodies and then like those bodies can die, but your consciousness shoots back to your original body and you can choose to go back into the game and keep this quote war going or not. And that's kind of what I see our yep. bodies as and consciousness in terms of channeling into it. Like, you, as has been said in many different literatures, you are separate for a bit and you have a choice of coming back and you decide what you want to do when you get to this life or something or some other. But ultimately, the frequency is separate from the body and far more eternal than the body. Uh, lost it. <laughs> I'm good, I think I want to... It's honestly like I'm channeling sometimes, but I will like literally lose it. It's all practice, man. It's good. Um, one thing I'll say, and I'll just pass it to AJ, because we were just saying, you know, like like the signal, like it's obviously like coming from outside of us, but let's not forget, right? Like we, we that's common sort of like logic of the physical to think it, it's like if it, if, it feels, yeah, that, like, it feels just... like it's outside of us, but like, let's just like remember that like there's so much space inside, right? Like we, we, we keep forgetting that we think inside of us literally just means like brains and skeletons but we forget that it's like it's it's neither out nor in it's both in that sense so it's like well, you gotta also remember that the outside actually isn't separate from you at all it's just your mm -hmm. outer body anything that happens to your outer body will affect your quote direct body which affects in theory your energy body but honestly i don't know how consciousness is affected on energy levels when like magnets are affecting it and so on. All I really know are the physiological effects of mm -hmm. consciousness being messed with. Mm -hmm. um, can you can you repeat that last can you can you repeat what the, the question said? Yes. So I can stay focused on, sure. on that. Okay, so okay, and thanks Alfonso and uh, okay, so we'll pass thanks, it to Alfonso. AJ. So again the, the the question the question asked was do you believe that the dream reality is more real than waking reality and is the dream space where the real player lives and um just i'll just say real quick okay um one thing that i've kind of said before kind of what makes something real quote unquote from my perspective is whether we can learn from it so if we can learn from the dream if we can learn from the physical right. that to me is what makes it real if we can integrate it into the progression of a soul that's my answer and that just depends yeah. on you oh well Sorry, I, I think Okay, yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, you go ahead and then Alfonso, you can jump in in a second. Okay. Um, I like the way the question was worded, and, and it's all right. you know, for whoever asked it, awesome. Uh, 
when it comes down to the whole reality, uh, we're spiritual beings. And I feel for myself that well, I know. in quote unquote, this waking life or this reality, uh, when I'm in dream world, the answers and the messages that I get connect me to, it, it's like a higher self. It, so is the real player there? In my opinion, yes. My, my spirit is in that place. And I'm able to receive and get messages. And it helps me in my waking life. So, like, is the real player there? I say yes. The beauty about dreaming for me, though, instead of being confined to physical form to where, and just like you had said, Brendan, to where there's those, those guards up, you can only... It almost seems like you're confined to this to this space when you're in a physical realm as to where if you're in dream realm, you have a lot more play. You're not necessarily, you can get hurt, but not necessarily feel it all the way. You can practice doing something and the repercussions aren't going to be as bad. It's like you can go through that experience in a dream state. You can learn from that. And then bring that in a waking life and say, okay, this can guide me in this direction. I feel a little bit more safe in doing this. And so talking about is the real player there, I would say 100% yes, because, um, because we are spiritual beings. And that's sort of like a spiritual playground for me. It, it's a playground uh, of learning, connecting, um, seeing higher beings, uh, being able to play with things, being able to manifest um, being able to have fun, even have sex, just, you know, do, do whatever it is you will within side of that space. But there's also a, a lot of, uh, a lot of things that when you come back to the body, um, that's extremely important in realizing. And, um, I, I think that dreams give us that network, that, that connectiveness to back to the spirit realm. And, and I like how, the whole recharges and also what Kyle had said before um, about the four hours thing. Um, there were studies that were done to where it was like, you know, we should be taking four hour intervals to where you get sleep for four hours and you're up for a while and take four hours. Um, and usually I, I practiced a sleep a, in, in the dream study. What I did was I, I tried to practice that on my days off. I would be up for a little bit and I'd sleep for four hours and then I'd be up for a little bit and I'd sleep for four, hour, four hours. And what I found out is that uh, I would lucid dream every single time I went back into that state. It was immediate. It was like I was just alert enough to where I wasn't extremely tired, but I was aware. I was aware and I was able to connect uh, more frequently with inside of the dream and get answers and, and have extremely vivid, uh, uh, like reality, tangible almost, uh, on a more frequent level than if I were to go to sleep at night and then work and then go back to sleep. And so there's something to be said about that. Um, and, I, and I found that like in, in doing, because in the, the dream study that I kind of did, I, I took, and I talked about it in the past, like, dream class to where I had taken dream leaf and I was using valerian root and I was practicing with some other stuff that was uh, just trying to just seeing 
you know, what was out there, what could be done. And then I tried it the organic way. And I tried several different methods. And, and every method that I that I have done uh, showed me a little bit more about uh, what we can do in the dream space. And so, um, but back to the question, I think that um, the real player does lie in dreams. Uh, but we, we take that real player back when we get to this reality. And, and I think that it's, it's, it's both spiritual. I think that we are spirits in this physical realm and we are also spirits without the blocks in the dream realm. That's all. I guess that's the best way that I'll describe it. Mm -hmm. So if anybody else wants to we jump. We are spirits in the material world. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Like, and, and, and again, right? Like, it's interesting how even we sort of naturally got into this process of sort of like dividing physical and spirit and how it's just like, it's like, it's like we are this and then like our spirit is over there but like once we start realizing that it's like all like one thing sort of thing i think is another paradigm shift in itself um aj thanks Let, let's I, I just want to open it up anybody else want to continue on that conversation and and even just going back to the question of like is this where is the dreams where the real player is is the dream space where the real player is who is the real player and again, like that's kind of where you get the term the daemon, which is like the the idea that like that is the us that can see our timeline from beyond this present moment. And that is almost like what some people think of as like the us that is kind of like whispering into our ear. And that's where we get the intuition and the guidance. And we are our own guardian angel, dot, dot, dot. Kyle, go ahead. Yes. <clears throat> um, first thing I want to say is going back to the question that you kind of touched on right after um, I was talking earlier about the dreams that you have after pro extremely prolonged ex exposure to no sleep or, you know, strenuous activity that would keep you up for days. The dreams that I did have after that, those experiences were like incredibly lucid, very, 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 very lucid. It's really crazy and just so real and tangible. And it was like, you're just so deep in, in the experience. You're like, Oh man. You're like, Oh my shit. You know? And then, and then you're kind of like, what, this is a dream. Oh wow. And then you can start to start to manipulate things around you. It's pretty ex wild experience. Um, and then touching on, yeah, getting four hours of sleep here and there or just a couple hours of sleep here and there as you're sort of going about your existence and experience, I think. Yeah, I've definitely had some extremely, extremely physically real dreams. Because um, when we would go out and do training exercises <clears throat> you know it was it wasn't all the time that we had to stay up for like forever sometimes we would go out for like five or seven days and we would get sleep you know we would we wouldn't get much but you know, we'd have our gear and we'd get sleep and in those periods of time you you do get very very intense dreams just really intense dreams man it's 
very crazy. And the, the interaction with the characters within that space is very, ah, uh, man. I'm going to say, <clears throat> it, it's a lot more feasible in that state than it is in a state where you have like a regular sleep pattern and it's kind of set. You know when you're going to go to sleep, you know when to anticipate this kind of thing. And, and I think that sort of like draws you away from the ability to interact and control your dream space because generally we're not in there for very long. And this is like the main base that we exist in here. We have this physical reality that we dwell in. So when we go there to this place of our dream, our, just our dream space, our, the matrix that we go into and the people that we interact with and, you know, it could, they could be dream characters. They could be, you know, beings of that realm, or they could be, you know, like it could be Brendan. I could see Brendan at the dream tree tonight. That's a space that we built ourselves. And, you know, we would both perceive it, you know, slightly differently, but it's still the same place because we built it, you know, based off the same model. It carries that same frequency. And technically, you know, we've all built it together because we see it every time we log into the dream classes and every other paradigm shift hangout that we do, we see it every time we see the dream tree, you know, it's on the logo. So we all have that basis of knowing where it is and by us all carrying that frequency and, and creating that picture in our mind, it solidifies that, it builds it that much more and then adds your architecture and that adds your design into the algorithm that creates that entire place that we've literally built on the, the astral plane somewhere on an infinite number of available slots on the hard drive. And that's what, we, and then we get into what Gary was talking about because Gary's got a very, very cool, unique point. And when he's talking about um, <clears throat> building spiritual things on like that frequency, that, that frequency, it's like everything is frequency and vibration. That's how, that's how soul connection works. That's how it, that's how we inhabit this vessel, this vessel that we operate as, you know, a perfect autonomous, autonomous, like robotic thing. We are organic robots and our mind is a supercomputer powered by like a black hole or something. You know what I mean? Because within our mind, we have our own reality and dimension. We have our own perception. And that is the light that we project onto the world. And the light that we project onto the world as a spirit is the light that we receive and see physically. You know what I mean? Like, we are all tied to a frequency or vibration of the sun that's pounding earth. So we have an earth star chakra that ties us to earth. And then we have all these other human chakras that we need for our vessel. And then we have a star child chakra where, you know, a stellar gateway chakra all the way at the top. And that's what connects, you know, our 
being to this vessel that we've chose to exist in. And, you know, that gets in what, what Eddie was talking about with like when you have DMT present and that's what opens that, that whole set of alignment that would allow you to jump out and go to that space, you know, easily or more easily than you can with just, you know, like straight up sleep deprivation or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I also think sleep deprivation is probably another way to get your pineal gland to convert melatonin into DMT naturally. <clears throat> pineal gland. Because after you override that, like, process, you don't need the melatonin anymore because you don't need to be sleep. You know, but that's all, like, that's all... You know, conceptual science. We don't, it's just a, like a theory of a biological procedure that could happen. But what Gary was talking about is, is true because there's, there's places that have done that and yeah, they, they have that kind of, you know, the dark chambers. There's, there's societies of people that have a recorded history of that sort of behavior and that's how we know about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we're all tied to a star out in the universe somewhere. And that's like what gives our soul the actual ability to be in this universe within mm -hmm. the existential multiverse that we can't yeah. exactly perceive very well because we're at a, such a condensed vibration, which would make it a lot slower mm -hmm. than the accelerated version we're used to, which is the place that we come from. And all the places in between there and here, those are all, those are all, you know, all the places that are in between here and there, those are all the places we see in our dream and in, in the dream world. That's what makes up that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I think that that brings up another good, Go ahead, good, good question. Um, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thanks for that. Because it, it just now, um, it, it's sort of like the inception. Um, when you're talking about the landscape of the dream. Because um, <clears throat> when I, I've had dreams... To where, for example, when I was younger, I, I have never been to New York before. And I basically saw specific places to where when I got older and I'm now living in New York, um, that were in specific dreams. So is, is that landscape something that your subconscious uh, kind of goes to, which goes to premonition dreams, I guess you could say, uh, on something that I, I sort of looked at, or is that, uh, like you were talking about, Kyle, is that something that's based, like, between the stars? Um, because I found that I, I've had a lot of reoccurring dreams as well, uh, with places I have seen, and some places that I have not seen. Um, and you know, my deja vu sometimes come from those dreams that I have had in dream space. And then when I see them 
years later, it's like, oh, I totally remember the dream that I was in, and I totally remember what was going on. Um, but how is that landscape? This is a, this is my question. How is that landscape built? Uh, who like what is the archetype behind that that uh, creates that landscape um, and dreams? That's something interesting that I, I have uh, been thinking about as well. Yeah, yeah, like that's it really opens up some big questions as to like you know the origins of the universe and things like that when you start getting into the idea of like who created the first planes of the astral or like what was like yeah, like what was like the first like areas created within the dream space and things like that and and it it really 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 gets into this idea of like the dream space being so very very infinite that it's kind of like this like infinite hard drive that can store anything so it's almost as if like the universe created like a 3d modeling software and photoshop and just gave it that ability and then just started doodling and then it just kept doing that right and it's never deleted anything because it never needed to and that in that sense like maybe some things are sort of and this is an interesting idea in itself that i'm kind of thinking about for the first time does the universe have the ability to sort of like section off things that it doesn't want people to access anymore? You know, maybe there's like earlier versions of places that only certain parts of the universe can have access to. And maybe that's actually like what, what we're experiencing, you know, like we're, we're sort of compartmentalizing our experience to a certain fraction of reality in order to have the unique experience that we know as the human person to person experience. Um, and, and just going back to what Kyle was saying, the idea that like each of our souls is like corresponding with like a sun somewhere or a star out there in the galaxy. Just keep that idea in the back of your mind. Cause I think that is like super freaking interesting and, and really goes into the idea that we are actually like a sun incarnated in a physical form. Um, but yeah, let's, let's keep bouncing around there. And AJ, you got some good points. Alfonso, you got some points. And I think you had a question for the group as well. Um, and I did just want to say, I know there's a couple other people in the chat. Uh, we also had a uh, third eye who joined and Jay, and we'll give you guys a chance to jump in, uh, in the next bit and just feel free to jump in as conversation, uh, unfolds. And FYI, it's about 1120 right now. Now. so uh, we got about 45 minutes to uh to play with here so um yeah let's keep let's keep doing that let's keep unraveling the mysteries and uh we'll get into some practical tips and stuff just as a overview for people as we keep going alfonso go ahead okay this will be my last in uh inter intermission last transmission for the evening i have to take off um first i see i lost that thought but my question is actually related to dreams. I remember many dreams speaking of war. I think it was Jay or someone who said that um, on the dreamscape. I remember some kind of revolution taking place um, from that space. I, in one instance, I remember trying to save a child and being held up at gunpoint. And on another instance, I remember running away from a in a i should say in a kind of uh Olivia. we'll say machi macha machipuchu-esque machipuchu-esque uh, environment in terms of the makeup of it but there were we were running away from people and i've been kind of that's been in the back of my mind every now and again is this quote revolution that's happening on this plane actually a multi-dimensional occurrence and so maybe this is right. a revolution in consciousness 
is trying to connect our ah that's what it is i compared it if anyone here has remembers in star trek next generation with the borg and i will not give any more spoilers than that but how their consciousness works and i kind of overlaid that with our own experience and i do see some similarities despite the uh, lack of equipment for recharging and so on but the the borg had a similar have a similar thing like yeah the uh, and so, yeah, has anyone else ever had that feeling of that? Or, I don't know. Can you, can you, can you, just, can you just reiterate what you mean by that? When you say that, that feeling of that, the, that. The, quote, the quote, interdimensional revolution. Right. So, like, what is happening here on Earth is sort of a parallel reflection of what's, like, actually happening on the astral planes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like actually like social things happening in the astral realms. There's some sort of like, there's actual like ongoing story happening in the astral realms as well. It's all interplaying with each other. Like mm-hmm. we, forgive me for the spoiler. So in Next Generation of Star Trek with the Borg, what took place is that the Borg, although they're in this reality and they're just drones and following orders, when they go to their recharge stations, their consciousness is fully functioning and they're dreaming and falling in love and discovering all these things about them. When they come back to their bodies, and this might just be an allegory for our own reality, um, when we come back to these bodies, they're just automata, automaton. They take orders, they're subject to the higher consciousness and they have no free will whatsoever. And so I'm kind of wondering if that's a similar thing here, although it's a more complex setup than just like, taking orders from a higher thing since we have this supposed ability for free will and what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, like it's since the idea of like, where is free will sort of originating from and well, where is like, checking in Go ahead. with everyone and seeing if like, I'm not the only one that's had this experience. It's in a sense, like in terms of the revolution that's taking place on this dimension, it's necessary and it's being ignored by the majority of the planet. And so seems that way. Um, And by that token, if it's a multidimensional thing, it's like if it doesn't take place on one, it can't take place on the others. It's kind of like with our chakra, wherever there's a block, we can't move past it until we get it resolved. And so like, I don't know. But I think it would be absolutely fucking awesome. So this machine, right? We pull it. Yeah, sorry, there's some conversations. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll stop I actually do resonate with that very well. Um I have experience with it myself. I've had a lot of dreams of being on some sort of you know, like military force that's you know, being opposed or something. Or um, you know, you know, very similar, very similar. Um, where there's like a revolution taking place and you know sometimes like I've I've had these dreams sometimes it's on like a very Star Wars-y type planet but it's not really like Star Wars it just has like some advanced it has a lot of advanced technology like flying craft that you know don't utilize uh, a wing to create a vacuum to stay up it has like anti-gravitational propulsion and stuff like that. <clears throat> but 
like on this place, you know, there's still like a lot of use of like nuclear tactics and and weapons of mass destruction. And I, I remember a couple times there was a, there was like a just like this huge explosion off in the ocean and like we were in this craft and like we came out of like a tunnel that was going through a mountain and we were like oh man we looked over and we saw it and we knew like it was just totally you know like devastation was happening and we just knew that it was you know imminent and it was way off in the distance but it was it was in the ocean you know, like that could still, you know, I don't know what exactly was taking place. I just, I remember that instance. And from there, you know, you know, it switched, it, it switches over and I find myself like in a different realm, you know, what a possibility could be like, you know, maybe we got hit by a shockwave and that transmission got terminated. And I found another instance where, you know, this is, this is another place where it's like extremely familiar actually it's it, it comes back again and again and again um there's a place it's like it reminds me of like an asian place like tokyo or something or but it's like this vast underground subway so it's like it's like the route you don't really want to take or something when it's like, oh, it's always a crazy experience. It's like, oh man, we got to get on these like annex trains. So let's go down here into this creepy weird subway or something. That place is familiar. And then every time I go up, it's always like dark and gloomy. Like I don't ever really remember seeing a sun there. So it's like always stormy or something. But yeah, no, I've had dreams like, literally like evading agents quote-unquote you know kind of matrix related but it's just totally different and unexplainable like sometimes we'll be in a shopping mall and it'll just be like me and a group of people and you know like we'll be in the shopping mall and you know like we'll just know something's about to go down and we'll just get ready and like we see people you know like they're looking around and like we start to evade and and then they start chasing us down and we're like, Oh shit. So we got to get out of here. And, and the, you know, it usually escalates in like some kind of crazy, crazy, like gunfighter, just like evasive maneuvering, all this different, you know, just crazy wild experiences that go on. And, Yeah, it's very, it, it's been happening for a long time, though, so, I mean, but what's happening here on Earth has been happening for a very long time as well, as long as any one of us have been alive, so, I'm talking about, like, the wars and everything, or maybe not as long as any one of us have been alive, but for a vast majority of our experience, this has been happening. And, yeah. you know, right now, especially right now, because it's November 1st, like this is, you know, so mean, so it, this is, the veil is at its thinnest right now. And because it's 2016, the veil is like super thin anyway. So 
right now is like a huge time for manifestation, focusing your intention on the right thing, on like light and love and positivity and, you know, connecting into that spiritual revolution, I guess, and being the light warrior, charging through with our lightsabers and our swords, <laughs> cutting down our enemies of the way. And exactly. And, and again, you know, like kind of with what Kyle's saying, like the idea that like, there's like these, whether they're dreams, whether they're happening in the physical, there's always this sort of like push and pull yin and yang light and darkness story that is happening throughout the universe. And, and, and when you sort of like step back and look at the bigger picture, you realize that like the light and the dark, like those are essentially the gears that turn the universe and like without one or the other, like it would be just like stagnant sort of thing. So, I mean, again, you know, there's, this is just like a side thing. And I'm going to pass it over to Jay because he wants to add on to Kyle. But there's like this whole other idea of just like uh, going back to the Matrix analogy with like the agents and stuff like that. How actually like Agent Smith is actually the catalyst for like the whole thing that happens. Like it, it, there's, you can look it up. There's this whole thing about how Agent Smith is actually the quote unquote the one. And, and it's actually because of him. It's because of him that actually everything happens, and it's not necessarily Neo. Neo is just like another very important player in it. Um, but again, it goes back to this idea that like the darkness, the chaos, like that is essentially the dirt which goes on top of the seed, which like brings the seed into its fruition as it grows up through that challenge, which brings us into more of our being. Through the darkness, we are called to shine a brighter light. Be that within our dream space, be that within the physical. Essentially, I feel that's like what it is that we are doing here. We are learning to become better beacons of light. And if we didn't have that challenge in the first place, why would we bother sort of thing? So um, that's at least a couple of thoughts. Jay, I'm going to pass it over to you and, and you can uh, go ahead and, and jump in and make sure your microphone's working. And thanks, Kyle, as well. So Jay, go ahead. If uh, Yeah, go ahead. Give it a shot. Right. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, it sounds okay. So Jay, go, go ahead. Welcome to Dream right, Class. Cool. All right. Um, my name's Jay. Um, I've been listening to Dream Class for a while. Um, big ups to you guys, um, you and Kyle. Um, you guys, you know, um, kind of like open the door for me to actually feel like I can uh, like step into the conversation and kind of have people understand what I'm going to say. Um, so like what he was saying, what Kyle was saying, he's, he was talking about like, you know, going through like, you know, and whatnot, you know, with like ship, you know, going through like, you know, different like um, dimensional spaces like in the earth. And um, if you ever... Um, there's this show called Kyle Guy TV. If you ever watched that show, it's basically about the secret space program. Um, you know, how how you know it has existed and people, you know, are coming forward, but there's also some people who, you know, are kind of just projecting their mental mental energy and just like not like not telling the truth, just kind of like making it up because they think they've been there. But you know, the people who've been there, all the stories match up. You know, if you know, you know, you're, you know, you're like dimensional, you know, reality, like, you know, for yourself. So um, if you watch that show, you see uh, uh, the dude Corey Good talk about going through underground portals, through spaceships, going through mountains that are holographic and, you know, coming out of the ocean, doing all this crazy shit, you know, like they do in movies and, you know, seeing bases like in Antarctica. Um, you know, and like different planets like v like Venus and, you know, whatnot. So all that stuff is, is totally valid. Like, you know, it's just eye opening just to, like hear that 
people have had, you know, experiences like that in dream time. Because, you know, when you're dreaming, um, as far as I see it, you know, that's you. It's just it's just the real version of the reality. Like, if you wake up in a dream, like, that's you. Like, that you manifested, like, realer than, like, physical. Because it's just, like, all photons and wavelength. And it's, like, you know, or just consciousness. So, you know, when you add energy into that consciousness, you have a person. So, I mean, you know, as long as you have life in that slow essence. So, um what did I want to add in? Um, he was talking about the underground thing. Um, he said he was underground. You know, it's basically, you don't want to be there. It's kind of like all subway systems and stuff. Um, I kind of just wanted to I reflect on that with one of my experiences. It's kind of like a, an experience that I've been having. Um, so um, you basically like, you know, when you, when you go down in dream time, you're, you're basically in like 4D, lower 4D. And when you're down there, like, you know, you can be like 4D underworld and then just like crazy, just like, you know, anything can happen. Like, you know, it's like you're in a hyper, it's like you're in a hypercube and the hypercube can like, you know, like, um, like collapse on itself if you're not strong enough in your own energy. So like, if you're strong enough to, you know, understand that, you know, you're in a sphere and you can break out of that. So you can move up. And when you move up, it's a little bit more, you know, coherent. So this recurrent dream that I'm having, you know, I'm on a subway stuff and it's basically artificial technology. You know, I feel like a fourth dimensional aspect of myself, you know, and then there's people there, you know, from your incarnation. And, you know, they're kind of just like how, you know, how they are normally so like basically like that's it like you know it's artificial technology in another dimension and that's that's totally real and then he added in the shopping mall so i've had dreams where i process myself outside the underworld because it's just you know you have to keep your mind you have to keep it straight you process up you move up you're in the fourth dimension you move up so you walk in the shopping mall you know it's just like still crazy but people have like X-Men powers and stuff. It's possible because you're in hyperspace. So in hyperspace, you can open a portal. So I was having a dream, like I was in a mall, walking out the mall, I see a portal. I'm like, all right. So I take the portal out, I'm in space. And I, I totally ported out my dream and I met my eyes. And it's basically like that connection that was the connection when I connected dream space with reality. Because when I poured it out, I saw what I see when I had my eyes closed. So it's totally, it's totally all connected. And like, it's just nuts, dude. Like, all the stuff you guys talk about, man, it's ridiculous. Because it's all true. It's, it's, it's all true. And um, one more thing. Um, you know, it's just like, it's like what, what you're willing to put in to dreaming and expanding your consciousness, like that's as far as you're going to get. Like you're going to have people who say, you know, completely different stuff, who, you know, don't understand the reality for themselves. And if they don't, you know, you take what you could take from it and then you move on. But, you know, um, I guess um, I'll just throw one more thing, one more like uh, circumstance that, you know, was, was, uh, 
it was it was pretty um you know kind of like i don't want to say like uh, i kept trying to find a word but um i guess i'll have to like go into like modern pop you know modern pop uh you know just culture um that the black knight satellite thing um if you ever seen that commercial you know it's like a pepsi commercial or something but like it's crazy because um i had no idea like People were talking about this this commercial like the hell is this like all right like i don't care like it's like manipulative but people put that stuff out all the time like you know oh did we just lose jay all right we just lost jay that's unfortunate um i like what he was going on there and uh yeah he was talking about like the black satellite pepsi commercial i have to go back and refresh my mind on exactly what that is um i'm not sure if anybody else remembers dude it was like a yeah with like symbol like it had some sort of secret meaning behind it or something wasn't it and it was kind of released mainstream not spent much satellite is an actual thing it's been orbiting earth since like 1960 or something or they discovered it in 1960 apparently Oh, and it's apparently it, it, over 13,000 years old. And yeah, it's like but it's, they, origin. they can't x-ray it. They don't know what it is. And it just looks like this big, you know, it's just like a satellite. It just orbits Earth and nobody and really knows like, what it is. And by satellite, they mean like an object, not necessarily like an actual yeah. man-made satellite. Yeah, people look up Black Knight satellite on Wiki. They can pull up some stuff. So, But apparently it's transmitting a signal mm. to Earth and out in the space or something um so yeah that's totally a thing and so, pepsi used it in a commercial and you know that just right. he was probably going into to comment on like i don't know subliminal messaging or something like that trying to plant the seeds to like you know <clears throat> thinking and yeah stuff like that. But um, i was gonna say you know in your dream space shopping malls grocery stores um train stations bus stations airports all these things, they are, they're like how you move in between different dream spaces. And like you said, you can step right out of them and be in the void. And like that's, you know, the void is like a place, but there's a different void, quote unquote, that I just termed a space that is in between worlds. It's in between dream spaces or mental places it allows you to like slip and shift gears you know what i mean allows you to shift whichever one you want to go into and um and that gets into like yeah there's been plenty of times where like a dream will start out and i'm in a store i'm doing something i'm walking around and usually i'm like all right if i go down here in this aisle and i pick this up that activates this and like i don't know you know that allows you to go through to different places or you could just go out the store and be in the dream world mm -hmm. sometimes that's yeah. where the dream will end as well so it's like you're going there to step in and out yeah yeah there's there's a lot of stuff i want to like get into um not necessarily in this broadcast but future broadcasts and even from my own personal experience of like ways of learning how to navigate the dream space and this is where i actually like want to spend some time even like taking uh some notes from like the tibetan book of the dead um but like really getting into the idea of like 
using symbolism and imagery and like certain uh like themes to sort of move through the dream space so i mean a simple idea is kind of like what can happen in a dream space is kind of like if you like go through like a hole in a dream space like you know a rabbit hole a keyhole any sort of hole it has this idea where it's like through this mini narrative that you're creating for yourself it gives you the potential to move from like one space to a completely different space within an instant because like in, in that place where like the mind kind of enters into like this void it's not like on the other side of this hole there actually is that place it's more so like everything's a black hole so every place is an exit and an entrance to anywhere else and is merely through our thoughts that allow us to get there but sometimes we have to create a mini narrative to allow our thoughts to like manifest that story. So sometimes that narrative is like going through a rabbit hole and then you go through that rabbit hole and like, boom, you're in wonderland sort of thing. So if, you know, for anybody like even like in your meditations and your dream practice, if you see holes, try doing that, try like putting yourself through it with the intention of coming out of the other side, either with the question of like seeing what happens or with the intention of like showing up somewhere in specific. Um, okay. So Jay jump back in, uh, Jay, we're, we'll, we'll pass the talking stick back to you. Um, since, uh, you're, you're cut off there to your, we, you're, you're talking about the black Knight satellite and we were just kind of hitting upon that as like an ancient object sending a signal. It's almost like an obelisk in space or something like that. Um, but Jay, go, go ahead and continue. And, and just as an FYI guys, we're going to get close to wrapping up the end of the show. Um, soonish but let's keep bouncing around for now so jay if uh, if you're there feel free to jump back in and uh, pick up where you left off so if uh, jay just want to when you're ready just feel free to unmute your microphone and we'll give it a second there and if not we'll keep bouncing around and um shout out we did have a couple other people who joined the chat as well and shout out to christian and shout out to uh, kj uh, as well um jay just let us know if you're Got it working. And uh, we still have Kiway in here. Kiway, did your microphone ever get fixed? Did you know what happened? I know if you like tried joining and rejoining, I'm not sure if that worked or whatever. Um, nonetheless, okay, guys. Um, some of the things that I did want to get into near the end of the episode uh, were just, uh, again, kind of like some practical tips that we can provide for people listening to this to, uh, to the idea that there's always going to be like new people who are tuned into the show and even if it is a little bit of a recap i think it's always worthwhile to give people some of the basic tips and tricks um so we'll give jay a chance to jump back in when he can but in the meantime i just want to shift gears into the discussion as we get close to the end of the show to uh give you guys a chance to share some practical tips so uh basic practical tips and again, I've mentioned these before. They aren't really anything new, but just like the obvious ones, just in case some people haven't heard them, writing down your dreams, very, very, very important. Develop that memory, developing that memory recall process and simple tactic. Like when you wake up in the morning, don't necessarily like check your phone first, write down your dreams first, then check your phone if you want to do that a lot of us i think have sort of like fallen into this habit of like having electronics right by our bed and checking our phone first thing in the morning which is an interesting thing because like not only is that literally like affecting culture's dream process but it is also challenging us to develop like a little bit more discipline through the transformation of our habits and things like that it almost seems just like a side effect but you, you talk to a lot of people and they're like i don't dream or i don't remember my dreams 90 percent of those people probably check their phone first thing when they wake up in the morning which is an interesting thing um so again writing down your dreams very important even if it's just one word or whatever writing down how it made you feel is very important Practicing meditation is a way to be able to practice focusing 
on like one thing at one time that is very important so like meditation in terms of just being able to relax is also very important because when you go to sleep you can use that skill set to go into this process of like falling asleep with wakefulness again sort of like that body asleep mind awake kind of idea but it also helps you keep your focus on one thing at one time so that if you're in a dream and you happen to become lucid, instead of freaking out and being like getting so excited, instead, you can kind of bring it back to your breath and focus in that moment. And that focus can also be used for manifesting. So say you want to like create like a, a city or something, and then like having that ability to focus, which is something you practice through meditation allows you to like it literally like focus like the laser of your thought so that is like what meditation does it like allows you to practice like focusing the laser of your thought uh through practice so that you can bring it both into the waking state through your ability to ability to accomplish tasks and also through your ability to manifest within the dream space and then uh reality checks is another thing that it helps with uh working towards lucid dreaming so reality checks like flicking light switches to see if they turn on and off because again this is i know a lot of people are familiar with this sometimes lights don't behave the way they normally do within the dream space so if you flick a light switch and it doesn't turn off that might mean that you're dreaming but if you flick it during the day to check then that can be a, a habit that you bring into the dream space and that's essentially what you're trying to do you're trying to bring in habits in your waking state that you bring into the dream space so other ideas can be like writing something on your hand it can be like keeping a small token in your pocket that you pull out and check during the day and every time you look at it you ask yourself whether or not you're dreaming so that way in a dream if you pull it out in the dream you ask yourself when you're dreaming and and that could evoke lucidity and other things like checking whether or not there's gravity in this moment by doing a little jump. Maybe every time you walk through a doorway, looking up at the ceiling is another thing. And if sometimes within dreams, you look up and you'll notice that the ceiling isn't there, which is an interesting thing in itself, because in the same way that like dreams are like a parallel to how computers work and video games work, it seems that the universe is very resourceful in particular about like how it renders reality. And sometimes it doesn't render more than what it needs. So as if you're like in a room and there's like a corner, the universe in the dream space, like won't create anything around that corner. So if you like look around it too fast, you'll almost like see the level load in that moment. And then in the same way, if you like look up and there's no ceiling, it's like the universe like wasn't expecting you to look up in a way. So like, that's kind of like, again, if you like check the ceilings when you're awake, then that will give you a chance to check them when you're asleep, which again can invoke lucidity. There's a lot of other uh, tips and tricks for the, for the dream, for the, for the, sorry, the reality checks. The main thing with those is like doing them during the day so that you're developing them as a habit. So it programs it into your mind. So you do it when you're asleep. Other simple quick tips. And then I'm just going to pass the microphone off is uh, being aware of how cannabis affects your dreams. A lot of people are, are experiencing this and are familiar with this. Oftentimes, like if you stop smoking cannabis, you'll notice that your dream recall will come back pretty soon, pretty rapidly. And your dream, like in your, your recollection, but also like the vividness of your dreams can come back. So pay attention to cannabis. And if you're not remembering your dreams very well, try cutting back on it. Uh, even within the 24 hour period, you'll notice a difference. And also energy cultivation, sexual energy cultivation. That's like a big adept secret, esoteric secret where they talk about if you're looking to get into like the astral projection level of things, they talk about like how it it, it is something where you cultivate the sexual energy, the seminal fluid, the elixir, and how that literally like goes like through the root chakra up the spine and like into the brain and it's almost like a uh, lubricant for spiritual energy so to speak and, and it literally like powers the signal of our antenna and, and also like our vigilance so pay attention to your sexual energy and whether or not you're like spilling your cup uh, as much as you need to and then try cultivating it and notice how that affects your dreams and again like it's really up to you but if you 
the only way you can know what difference it will make is by doing it for yourself. So that's really like the part of that. And also it does help you develop like vigilance and discipline and cultivating your energy helps you like transmute that energy into your waking state and anything that you have to accomplish in your waking state as well. And then a last simple thing would be like paying attention to diet and not eating large meals before going to sleep. And then other things can be like the wake back to bed, setting alarm in the middle of the night, waking up and then meditating and going back to sleep, little things like that. But let's keep passing the uh, talking stick around. Um, guys, before we get to the end of this episode, the, the ending closing meditation, what are some more practical tips that we can uh, give to some of the viewers from personal experience or anything else? And they can be even herbs that you guys have worked with or anything aj go I, ahead i would say um also if if you can na napping is also a great thing and i and i think that uh if you really want to have a, for me a really good lucid dream or or just having a dream in general dreaming during the time period between one and four like to where it's like outside and you're you're taking a nap and um, and then you're going into your dream space. Uh, I I tend to find that during those time periods of just kind of like having your body rest when everything around you is up, um, you're still a little bit more alert, and it it spawns uh, a better dreamscape from that. And, I, and also, I'm going to go back to my original thing. Um, you know, this is your time to ask questions before you dream. Set an intention before you go into the dream space um, on questions that you might want to have. Uh, it's sort of like self-hypnosis in, in a way. Um, you're kind of programming sort of some things into your brain and that awareness that's there. So that way, you know, once you fall asleep, uh, you might be receptive to getting an answer uh, in some way. So um, those are just my two little, my two little tips on top of what you said. Sure. Good, good tips there. Um, quick tip. I'm just going to read from Devin and, and just taking a second here for anybody else to jump in afterwards. Um, Devin, who's uh, been, in, been in the broadcast before, he's just in the YouTube hangout right now, uh, the live chat. Uh, he's, his tip is saying uh, treating lucid dreams or dreaming in general as ceremony um, has greatly increased his lucidity. So things like burning incenses and having mantras unique to you. So again, like that I think is a really, really key thing. It's like every night when you go to sleep, instead of just being like, oh, the day's over, I'm going to sleep, let's get this done with. And you know, like looking at it as just an escapism sort of thing. Um, instead, like really going to sleep almost uh, with the intention that you would bring into a psychedelic experience. Like what happens when you start doing that? And and that can be again, like he's saying, you know, like having incense burning, really like setting your setting your setting, setting your place, like even having like music playing, having like your lights adjusted, making sure like things are clean and uh, doing some meditation before going to sleep. Those can really, really make a difference. And it's not just like, and part of the reason how it makes a difference, or at least this is a conversation that it opens up to, is the idea that again, kind of what AJ was saying, you're like telling the universe that you that you are like inviting this experience into you if you go sleep and you're just like you're like i don't care about dreams send me a lucid dream or not i don't care the universe is just going to be like okay then if you don't care then whatever then we won't send you but if you're like really like kind of like humbly telling the universe like i am 
I am open to what it is that you are ready to give me that I am like ready to receive and, and without expectation, I think is the other big thing, then you're opening up that channel. You're, you're literally communicating with the universe that way. So never underestimate how much your intention going into dreams is actually developing a communication because the universe is like always listening is always talking to you. So the respect that you give dreams will be returned tenfold. So that that's another idea. Um, anybody else want to jump in with some other tips and practical ideas for, for people to take into their, their dream sphere? Michael, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, well, um, of course, that that is something that you can do. And I've never really um, looked at it as like, you know, it's like I'm going to go to sleep and this is a ceremony. But what I have found is, and I think that's a really good tip and really interesting. I'm definitely going to... Uh, be more mindful of that. Um, but what I was going to say, it's interesting. It's like I've had plenty of times where I'll be falling asleep listening to a radio show. Like, I had, there's this radio show I, you know, I used to listen to a lot. There's a guy talk. He'd talk a lot about the uh, fairy kingdoms. And, um, I'd fall asleep listening to it. And because I fell asleep listening to it, I would have dreams, you know, there'd be all these witches and these, these, you know, elf looking things. And, um, I'd be going into this world and it's, I believe a lot of it is because I fell asleep listening to somebody, um, talking about that. So it is really interesting. You can, just fall asleep uh, listening to something and that can trigger uh, the type of, or that can help factor the type of uh, dream, the type of dream that you're going to have. So you can, you can program it uh, like that. But the interesting thing is also um, there's this thing called the wake back to bed method. I've done this plenty of times and I have success like, you know, every time that I've done it. Uh, and really what it is, is just you going to sleep. What I've found is really interesting is the most times that I have experiences, whether it be um, like, um, like, you know, co like ancestors communicating uh, or like a, uh, a message, you know, a message comes through is when I don't try. When I really try, like I really try to make something happen, like I want to talk to, you know, my grandpa tonight. It's going to happen because I said so. You know, it's like it's it's hard for, for things to actually uh, transpire. But when I don't try, when I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to have an open mind, see what happens, and let's go from there. Those are the usually the times where something actually takes place. And it's profound, and it's more profound than I could probably make it because I'm not trying to control the way that it's, the information is going to present itself to me. Um, but as far as with the wake back to bed method is basically you just um fall asleep or you could take a nap but 
say you just fall asleep, wake up for a little bit, don't try to get yourself too alert. Um, just be, you know, a little bit awake. Uh, and then just go back to sleep. I usually always have uh, very vivid dreams and lucid dreams um, when I do that. So I just wanted to share that, and I think that's a good tip. And if it worked for me, I believe it'll work for you. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. So the, the wake back to bed method is, is a great one. Um, again, you know, like even when you wake up in the middle of the night, kind of like stay awake for a little bit, do some stretches, uh, going back to what you said before, try not to check your phone within that period. If anything, try to keep the lights very minimal. If anything, natural lightings like candles or anything like that, if that's safe for you. Uh, but yeah, when you do the wake back to bed method, don't set your alarm, wake up and like check your phone and go on your computer. I mean, not to say that doesn't work, but like when you do that, it kind of flushes out the chemicals. And so like if you kind of like keep your eyes even closed, relatively closed and then kind of meditate or do some light stretches and then meditate and then kind of fall back to sleep within your meditation, that can be like another way. And, and I really liked what Michael was saying, the idea of like noticing how if you're watching something while falling asleep, how that can actually create your dream for you and we've talked about this before so i mean yeah it's like oh if you want to have a star wars dream watch star wars and fall asleep while watching star wars you want to have a lord of the rings dream watch lord of the rings fall asleep while watching lord of the rings sometimes it actually literally does work that way and i think that is almost like a little bit of a teaser for like what the future of dreams could actually look like for humankind as perhaps we get into this idea where like be down the road we're going to start like looking at how dreams might become like more sort of like programmable within kind of like a cultural perspective kind of thing which is interesting but it's good for us to be able to like develop our relationship with them now um okay we're gonna pass it over to kj he you on to jump in and reminding us guys that we're gonna we're gonna get close to our closing meditation after this topic so kj go ahead if you want to jump in with more practical tips and thank welcome. you hello how's everyone can you guys hear me yeah sounds good doing good all right cheers brother so I just say one, you know, thing about dreams. I won't go on forever, just, you know, 30 seconds. I say this very often. It's kind of like a, a spiel, I guess you might say. Like we're awake, of course, because we're sitting here talking with each other and we're on the Google Hangout or whatever, right? And we're not asleep because we're going to go to sleep later tonight, right? Of course. And then we go to sleep and then, and then we have a dream and then we have a dream and we're awake and then we wake up and then, oh, there we're awake. Oh, we were asleep, right? So are you awake? Or are you asleep? So what happens is the function of dreams is only one thing. The function of dreams is to allow the higher consciousness to come through the lower consciousness so that we or you or the self can awaken to the higher consciousness. So what you need to so what a per anybody need to does is simply one thing. Look at the messages in terms of allegories and analogies, just like Joseph Campbell, just like Plato or any other allegorical analogical system and recognize the states of mind and ask yourself, what is it showing me about my waking world that I am overlooking such the dream world is showing me? Because when you combine those two together, boom, that's like what, what some people might call activation or like transcendence or, you know, ascension or whatever you want to call it. 
activation of the pineal gland, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So pay attention to so pay attention to what's going on in your waking world. And then if you get something in your dream world, figure it back sort of reverse engineering style. Well, there you go. Have a good one. Woohoo. Kyle, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> cool. Thanks, KJ. All right. Okay. Um, AJ, you got your microphone open. Did you want to jump in? Yeah, I did want to add to that um, on, the, on that one as well. Whatever message that you get, um, action, take action on it. It's there for a reason. I think that's an extremely important thing to say because a lot of people might get the message and they might see that but they refuse to take action on it. It's just there for them and they take it just as a message, but then don't act on it. And, and I think that the importance of really getting that to that transcendental place and really that connectiveness with the higher self is to understand what's going on, but take action in the waking life with that. And I think that that's where you know, you can start really understanding how dreams can manifest into your everyday life. Uh, yes, I agree. Recursive, like returning algorithm, almost like it's like everything you see, right? It's active participation. It's co-creation, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like for people listening to this, like it, it goes back to the idea of like, developing our relationship with our dreams and when we start paying attention so as we start paying attention to our dreams and literally treating them in a relationship as you would like a, a friend so you want to be like a good listener for them if you have a friend and your friends like trying to tell you something and you're like half paying attention or you're like on your phone and you're just like yeah that's cool okay then the friend's just going to be like dude you know what like why am i even talking to you you're not even listening but if you're like paying attention to them that friend is going to start like pouring their soul out and opening them up. And, and it's inviting you to sort of open yourself up as well. And then through doing that, like they might tell you like something really, really important or might reveal to you like this really aha moment. So I think like when we start developing a relationship with our dreams, the dreams acknowledge that and then they start giving us valuable information that can actually give us some advantage within the waking state through like foresight, through call to action, through like retrospective analyzation about things, you know, and even revealing to us uh, those aspects about ourselves that, that I think is part of what this bigger story is. This is like within the dream space, we're kind of seeing more of who we are. And, and then we're bringing those parts of us into this waking state. So again, you know, within a dream, you might do something very heroic and then you wake up and you're just like, whoa, you know, like that was super badass of me. And then you actually, that becomes a part of you. You, you, you bring that hero type into you, that, that courage into you. Um, just as a super simple, from my own experience earlier this week, just like symbolically, uh, I had a dream and I was playing hockey and in the dream, my stick broke um, and, and I was like still playing with like half a broken stick. And so like in my dream, I sort of like saw that as like a way to interpreting it two things. Um, a, it was also like, to me, it was like, it was like, okay. So I was like playing hockey and like my stick broke and I was still using it and I was still playing. And I was like, okay, that can represent like perseverance. Like the idea that like, keep going with what you got. Yet at the same time, 
it was also for me a reflection on like don't be stubborn if your stick breaks maybe you don't have to keep playing with a broken stick maybe it's a good idea to like get off the ice let someone else go on and get a new stick or something like that right so i mean it's not always about like trying to just like oh just keep going you got a broken stick anyway it's just like that's not always the best idea so for me in that moment it was just kind of like it was kind of through that story through that small narrative i kind of saw like I saw a reflection of like my own self through this story uh, that gave me something to think about when I woke up. And then perhaps within this waking state, that's actually something applicable that comes up within this reality. So again, you know, like if you might have a dream when you're acting stubborn and then something comes into your reality, that's going to challenge you as to how stubborn you're going to be. And maybe like many things, it's going to be this lesson of like letting go or stepping back and shifting your paradigm. So pay attention to the dreams because usually the dreams will like give us and this is kind of, you know, we, we've talked about it in many other broadcasts. Dreams are kind of like this this reality simulation. So like before you even go through the physical experience of it, the dreams will give you like a, a trial, a demo of a lesson before it comes your way to give you that uh, choice to be able to approach it with more mindfulness and and then to be able to like integrate that lesson in the physical is like also a huge part of the experience as well um so yeah there's just a couple of things i want to say there to to really pay attention to like the you that you're seeing within the dreams and and pay attention to that because that is like so much of the lessons that we are learning and um, let's keep bouncing around, guys. We're, we're again, we're, like I said, we're getting close to the, show, the end of the show. We're going to do a closing meditation on the dream tree. And again, I'll explain that in a second. But any other practical tips that we want to share with people to take with them to help all of us become better dreamers within the dream? And uh, it looks like, Christian, you want to jump in on this one? Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Um, <clears throat> I wish I had joined earlier. I feel I'm, I'm regretting not <clears throat> looking at my email sooner. Anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just had one tip. All the tips tonight have been like really spot on. And I've actually heard things that are coming out of people's mouths tonight are just like exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> so it's really cool. But um, one tip that I wanted to add is just when you're dreaming, and this has happened to me more recently, um, if you have the intention, the intention to lucid dream and your guides or spirit or however, however you want to look at it or or, you know, if you're in that communication now and you're, you're, um, you know, more um, attentive in your dream state and, and you have that intention to lose a dream, what's helped me or what I've noticed is that things will happen in the dream to try and get my attention. Like characters in the dream will try and point something out to me or something so crazy will happen just to try and get me to realize that I'm dreaming. And I don't always take the hint, you know, but uh, I just feel like we should be on the on the lookout for those kinds of things. You know, it could be just something as simple as, uh, for example, like the TV unit is all of a sudden like pulled out from the wall and facing a weird direction. And someone says, look, look at that. That's weird. <laughs> you know, and then you're like, yeah, OK, that is weird. You know, but anyway, that's just my, my two cents there because I know we're wrapping up. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, if there is anything else you want to say, there's there's still time to say it. But um, yeah, okay. no, that's, that's. Is there anything else you want to add into that? Yeah, actually, I just wanted to, because we were talking about the uh, interplay or the interconnectedness w between the dream world and the our waking life, and uh, that connection hasn't been more evident 
than it is now to me. And I'm starting to realize how the wall between this dream world and this waking world is kind of like crumbling down. And it's just, it's like this, uh, like a symbi symbiosis really happening. And um, I think what, what, what you guys, or what you were talking about, especially Brendan about, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but uh, the uh, lessons that we can take in from our lucid dreaming in this world, and especially if you know you're getting assistance from guides or whatever, them trying to wake you up in the lucid world can also be them. It might work. Okay, what I've, I'm sorry, I'm really bad at explaining things right now. Sorry, <laughs> I should have thought this through more. Um, but just the uh, uh, the call to be awake in in both states. So, like, basically, the training of your mind, of your consciousness, and and I really liked what um, the wisdom lover. I really liked what you said about how dreams, the the focus of the dreaming, is to get us to awaken to our higher consciousness, and I feel like once you tap into lucid dreaming and you like start to take it seriously, that's where it leads you all the time. That's always where it's going to lead you. And it's just a, it's a cool, I I'm just, you know, noticing that anyway, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it. It's good. It's good to, yeah, it's yeah. Good to have you back. <clears throat> all right. Um, okay guys, <clears throat> again, uh, just, uh, any other practical tips that anybody else wants to add in or just anything else? If not, that's okay. We'll uh, we'll segue into the closing meditation, and again, you know, really just reminding people to just like keep asking questions, keep putting know that like where your attention goes, energy flows, kind of thing. Um, Can I say one wanna, thing? Yep, go ahead. I just want to say one thing. We think you say that one thing. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. So. I just want to give an arc, uh, sort of an archetype for people to understand dreams in a particular way, which is like when you have the dream, of course, there's always the action of the dream, like you're going through something. And then that action has a state of mind associated with it. And then you look at that state of mind and then you ask about the puzzle or drama of the soul or even like the providence, sort of the, the prophetic vision. And you ask like, why now? Is that vision or that insight being given to the self or the soul or to that person that you're working with at that moment? And so you help them see or you help yourself see based upon not the actions in the dream, but the states of mind, because it's the states of mind that relate back to the waking world that help us get back to the spiritual world, that help us get off the fill in the blanks, cycle of birth and death. Woohoo! I love you all. All right, that's what I wanted to put in. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> cool. Okay, does anybody does anybody else want to add in anything else before we get into the closing meditation? Um, there, there, there was Michael. Did you want to say something else? Yeah, I mean, like as soon as I put my hand up, I knew what I was going to say. Let me. Um... Give it a second. 
Could you give me a second? <laughs> All right, we'll give you a second. Okay, um, this is just like a bonus thing that I just wanted to throw into here before we get into the closing meditation, even though like I do want to get into that too. But there's just another, uh, another, um, <clears throat> sorry, another sort of question that was actually uh, in the chat on the side, which I just think is like so interesting and, and we'll definitely get into it more on another broadcast. Um, but it was actually uh, from Jamie and Jamie was actually just like putting forth the idea of has anyone ever experienced psychedelics in their dreams? Um, which I think, again, is like a very interesting thing to look at. Uh, because for those of you who have and, 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 and maybe even just like, you know, if like has anybody like smoked weed in their dreams or anything like that? What is interesting is that like you in some cases, like you can hear people tell stories about this where like they will have something very similar to a psychedelic experience because within their dream narrative, they take in that psychedelic. So again, it's kind of like when you're looking at the dream space, when you're looking at the physical, it seems to be that like oftentimes the imagination is a reflective of the narrative that is being told at the time. And so like, it's kind of this idea of like, do you, and, and yes, there are like physical, like chemical things that are happening, but in some cases it's almost like the power of the placebo effect or whatever, the power of the conscious mind, mind over matter. And so within a dream space, you know, you, you sort of tell this story of like taking something and putting it in your mouth and then expecting a result. And then within the power of your mind, it actually brings that experience into your reality, which goes into the idea that, you know, a, a psychedelic experience, say with something like psilocybin mushrooms, isn't necessarily this like foreign thing that you need mushrooms to do but is actually like a natural thing that the brain can activate into and it seems that the mushrooms just sort of like flip a switch they, they toggle a node that activates this experience so if that's the case then it would make sense that within the dream space you know you you run the program of psilocybin mushrooms.exe by ingesting it through that narrative and then within that story you actually like turn on mushroom mode sort of like going back to this idea that like you don't actually need mushrooms to experience mushroom mode um, within the dream space at least. And and so I, again, you know, like I'm just kind of curious and, and not to get too far into this conversation topic, but I'm just kind of curious because I've, I have like, yeah, like in a dream, like I, I, it's only been like a small handful of times have I done stuff like that, but I recall in a dream, like smoking DMT in a dream. And, and, and I do recall like something happened, but I don't have like full, full recall of it. But but like that narrative like was there as well. Um, but yeah, like what, what do you guys think about that idea of, of experiencing altered states of consciousness within the dream space? Because again, you know, like we're, we're sorry, just one second. We're, we're, like we see this reality right now with our base state reality. That's what we're used to. That's the narrative that we were commonly used to. Yet that's not the only narrative there is. When we go into the dream space, it makes sense that we bring the narrative that we're used to into it. But don't let that narrative become the be all end all of how your dreams can be. What happens if it literally becomes as simple as thinking it and then in your dream space, you literally just activate like sort of, you know, like psychedelic mode, DMT mode, simply by thinking it. Because especially within the dream space, you already got like the DMT like running naturally and things like that. So again, I think it really just comes down back to this idea of what story are you telling yourself? And by changing that story, you change your reality. Um, AJ, go ahead. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, have done that on more, more than one occasion, not only with acid, but with alcohol and with weed and with Coke and the, any other copious amounts of drugs. <laughs> that, and I, I find that, um, and, th and this is, for a basis of anybody that has taken any sort of drug 
uh, whenever um, people that end up going into recovery because they've had any addiction towards uh, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter if it's alcohol, it doesn't matter whatever drug, uh, once you stop taking that drug, you usually, and this happens with a lot of a, a lot of addicts in general. What happens is there is this common thread of people having dreams of them doing the drug that they used to do, and it puts them right back in a state to where they think that they have relapsed and they have gone back out and actually done the thing that in their dream world because you feel you're able to feel everything you're able you're you're experiencing it on a very real level um I, i've woken up from dreams and been like oh my god i can't believe i just did that i've been sober for two years and i actually like and i had to check myself when i was awake like did that actually happen like because it was so real um so it, it is it, it's one of those things to where um it's a natural occurrence and i think that that's with anything in a dream span your your subconscious is so used to having something on a waking level and i think that's that goes back to what you were talking about as well as programming your dream turning the light switch on and off uh doing doing things in repetition uh that gets programmed in a dreams and and even before that when i was younger um, i've had dreams of you know you know taking lsd and tripping in the dream and having and being completely aware of everything that was going on in the dream space uh but it was a real thing but i but with a lot of um with a lot of recovering addicts and alcoholics um that is that is the case that is the case it, it is almost like a norm so that's my my two cents on that cool cool awesome all right um Anybody else want to jump in on that topic? Uh, Christian, did or Kyle's got something? Uh, Christian, did you? I just saw your comment in the chat. Did you just want to share real quick about what happened when you ate mushrooms in your dream one time? <laughs> sure, man. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it was actually one of my first lucid dreams, and I found I was just having a normal, like I was not lucid, and I found this uh, mushroom, and it wasn't like a dried out mushroom. It was like you know. A full-on mushroom but it was huge and like all multicolored and crazy psychedelic looking and i took a bite of it like a big chunk out of it and then all of a sudden everything changed and i gained lucidity and i had all these telekinetic powers and then uh and then like my subconscious or somebody's subconscious or something started to attack me so all these all these uh soldiers with guns started coming at me and i had to fight them and i like stopped their bullets with their mind and lifted them up with my mind and threw them everywhere and it was it became this like you know kind of matrix thing it was pretty cool but and i and after a while i thought that you know i could really i could really do this and i like tried to tell everybody i got these powers like look at this lamp and my dad was like that's satanic <laughs> anyway it was pretty cool it was one of my early experiences of um being able to you know, do things with your mind on a, on like a super intense level. And then that kind of opened up my whole mind on what I could actually do. And, and now I don't, I don't even have to be lucid to be able to like levitate or whatever. So it's cool how that, how that happens. That's, that's pretty much it. Cool. Cool. That's interesting. And that's, that's kind of, um, this is like almost like a conversation for another thing, but like how, like the experience of like one dream can kind of activate abilities into like next dreams and things like that. Yeah. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. So unlocking your abilities, leveling up. 
acquiring mm-hmm. new skills and stuff. So cool. Christian, was there anything else you want to add on that or? No, that's it, man. That's it. Cool. 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 Yeah. All right. Um, Michael and then Kyle, and then uh, we'll move up into wrapping it up. Michael, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what I was going to say before, but then I forgot it, but then I remembered it. All right. Do you want to, do I just let, let let Kyle jump in first? I think Kyle had a response okay. to the current yeah. topic, and then Kyle, if you're there, maybe. Kyle. Yo yo, what's yo. going on, man? Did you want to? Did you have a response to what we were talking about? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but okay. Yes. Ahead. Wanted to say yes. Very much. Um. Sometimes, like, like I've I've had dreams where like you know, we smoked weed, had experience. Um on mushrooms on in the dream world and i mean it's kind of just like the same how it is here i guess maybe that's just like your dream character like doing it or something or like maybe you're like i really want to do this so let me you know let me do that you know what i mean but i've i've, I've had the same experience where it's like you get these powers and then all of a sudden you know shit's hitting the fan and you gotta like fly off the planet and do some crazy neo stuff or whatever i've had that experience before but yes definitely like i think that definitely carries over and you can i've had i've had very you know vivid dreams of like smoking weed in a dream world or being at a bar or something like that it was cool because it's usually like you're. It's usually it always feels like you're meeting up with like other operatives, kind of like the Matrix. Like, all right, we're here. What do we do now? This is the mission. We gotta go do some crazy stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. That happens. I've definitely had those experiences in the dream world. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, again, you know, like with the idea of like having a psychedelic experience in the dream space, uh, it's definitely something where like, I don't even think you need the aspect of like a psychedelic within the story. Like a lot of people talk about having a very quote unquote psychedelic experience within a lucid dream or within a dream just as is. Um, one thing I would just like, again, it's sort of a practical idea is like, try this in a dream. If you become lucid or, or just semi lucid, try like meditating and really sinking into stillness. Um, I find that even within like meditation and stuff like that, really sinking into stillness and just like surrendering to the stillness can like literally take you into those like hyperdelic inner spaces of like seeing some like pretty psychedelic stuff. Um, but we can talk about more about that another time, but yeah, just like try meditating in a lucid dream. If you get there at some point, Michael, go ahead or Kyle, sorry, what Kyle, did you want it? Was that a no, Mike, go, Mike, go, Mike, go, 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 Mike, go. All right. Um, well, can I share what, yeah 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 we'll share that and then i think we're just about ready to wrap it up so go ahead okay well i was just sharing what i forgot but that i remember it's like you know i drink like jiggle biloba every day so i shouldn't be forgetting things you know and i actually remember that like pretty quickly so um i was gonna say something like in regards to um you know uh plants and stuff like that um there's this idea that if you say like everything, if everything has its own uh, 
consciousness, uh, if you will. He, well, not. I mean, I'm not as much talking about like inanimate objects, but animate, um, you know, living things, uh, you know, fruits, vegetables, things like that. <laughs> say if you if you ate something like say like an alligator. Um, are you eating the consciousness of of the alligator? In a sense, I'm saying like, does that have an effect on your consciousness? Just like, say, like you know, like all the other things you guys were talking about. Um, mm -hmm. Because food definitely has an effect, and it seems like you know foods can affect your moods. Uh, I just had some lamb not too long ago, and I feel very gentle right now. So, <laughs> but uh, but basically, I, I was just curious. You know, does different um, foods or even uh, animals do, um, does that affect your your consciousness? Um, Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a branch into a topic there again, just being mindful of like what we're eating. But but yeah, I think that's an interesting question. If you're like, uh, say, for example, if you're eating like a bunch of like crappy McDonald's and crappy like fast food, and again, without having to get too far into the topic about like the fear that is like encoded into that food, does that affect your dreams? I bet it actually does. And and again, I think it gets into this idea of sort of like using terms like high vibrational, low vibrational, or if we want to use that terms, if anything, it's almost like those like the you can almost think of like the fear attached to an animal or something like that as being like gunk that gets loaded on top of your antenna that prevents you from sort of experiencing like way more vivid dreams and stuff like that. So um, whether to say like eating McDonald's may make you have like more fearful, fearful dreams, maybe, maybe it won't, but maybe it'll just like prevent you from even receiving uh, being aware of like the dreams that you're capable of receiving in the first place or anything. Cause it's just like, so again, you know, like what we want to do, we want to make our antenna like as clear and as clean as possible. So that means like removing the garbage, removing the gunk and that does involve changing our diet. Um, but yeah, I bet you, I bet you that you talk to like some of the natives and stuff like that. And they will tell you stories about how they would like eat the Buffalo and then they yeah, would yeah. like they would like dream of the buffalo or something like that, right? I guarantee you there there oh, is okay. a realness, yeah. a realness to that um, within different cultures and, and things where they yeah, actually like merge with, with the, the spirit. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, shout out to everyone standing at Standing Rock right now. All the there way. was a bunch of buffalo that just showed up at Standing yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Omens from from nature. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, do, does I does anybody else want to jump in on that the the idea of like integrating like different foods and how that affects dreams without getting too too much into that or Michael is there anything else you want to ask on that or bring up on that or um well I was just saying like I mean we could I've I've definitely ex experimented with that because uh, um from my experiences I know that um well it, it's like you have a chemistry, you have a brain chemistry. If you didn't have that chemistry, then by taking, say, like, you know, like mind-altering um, substances, it wouldn't be able to have that effect because it's kind of like 
hacking your brain in a way. It's kind of like altering the chemistry or the chemicals that you already have, right? Let's assume so, yeah. So, yeah, so basically it's it's like it seems if you can um whether it's nutritionally or um uh say something like depending on what you're feeling it, it seems like different foods like foods ha are like moods in a certain way i mean it's like they all are endowed with consciousness like some people say um this is a big thing when I was in high school. If you took nutmeg, um, people could trip on nutmeg uh, and wouldn't have really thought about it, but it has a similar chemical that uh, people say that is similar to like uh, mescaline. Now, I'm not advocating <laughs> that because, you know, it's, it, uh, well, m most people report that, you know, they have like severe diarrhea and, stuff like that but i'm just saying like it's interesting something is nutmeg uh, uh or like that or people say uh even eating something like uh, rye like rye bread has a similar uh uh effect to uh ergot which is you know very similar to lsd so it's like there's foods and stuff out there um that are you know that uh, people have these experiences on and these are just uh you know what most people would think is just regular everyday food people probably don't think twice about nutmeg mm -hmm. yeah you're right like there's there's a lot of like natural herbs out there that people can can use that do have like an effect on dream recall process and everything so yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I think it'd be good um, for even next class to sort of help prepare a list of like the different foods that are known to have different effect on uh, on dreams and everything like that, whether they're teas or, or, or anything as well. So, yeah, cool. Okay, Michael, is there anything else we want to hit upon within that? Or? No, that's all I was basically saying. Um, people say mugwort. Report a lot mm. of things with mugwort, so... Uh, and there's also uh, belladonna, uh, not not in the uh, poison um, kind of way, but belladonna has a lot of that. Uh, mm. I think very good for dreams. I used mm. to take a, a tea with belladonna, not the illegal form. It, it was a different form of belladonna, but mm. um, okay. Yeah, it, it's just very interesting. Uh, plants definitely have something to you know experiment you can experiment mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. yeah 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 exactly like there's and again like let's let's save more of that for another class but but i do like the topic of like looking at the different plants and foods that are there to help assist us within our dream process that have like neurological effects and everything as well so yeah there's a lot to that um Sweet. Okay. Um, there's, I'm trying to think there's like one that's kind of like the term for it is like the night watchman. Um, that was like the Toka Tichichi one. Uh, it's like a Mexican one or whatever, but, but yeah, it kind of like has like a little bit of like an alertness to it. So it's like, well, there's, there's two that 
come to mind when you're talking about when you say that? One of them is Zacatechichi. Zacatechichi is Mexican dream herb. That's what it is. The other one, the other one I think you're thinking is called Nightshade. Nightshade is is a strange psychedelic chemical. It's definitely not something I advocate. It's very, very, very dangerous. Definitely have to go into that space with like some super duper like ultimate okay. ultimate mindfulness and you you really have to be like emotionally okay to go to that spot mm-hmm. to that place has anyone ever heard of something called idoser the, that's I like you, you're talking about like binaural beats sort of yeah 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 well basically like you can <clears throat> it's hard to say because some people report like they had really interesting experiences people and some people say you know they didn't really experience uh much but you can use uh those and they have a whole list of all types of different things you do including you know like uh things involving uh lucid dreaming and stuff and you can actually get an app and you could fall asleep um you know listening to those you know with the set intention of mm-hmm. you know whatever experiences you're looking to have so um yeah, that's basically yeah. all I want to say. yeah that's i mean and again you know for practical tips we'll we'll just kind of leave it there and in transition but again you know like people can look into uh you know binaural beats they can look into things like idoser and, and i think that is another tool when you have like something that you're listening to well falling asleep and again this is just you know sort of planting the seed but i do want to do something like this and, and this will be a good reminder for me to do it to do like a guided meditation for people to listen to with the intention of them falling asleep to it while listening with the intention of it sort of being like a segue into like a dreamscape kind of thing so that's something i'm still going to brainstorm on but i would like to do that uh to be able to like provide it for the community as a tool so sweet guys okay guys um we're going to segue into the closing parts of the meditation and thank you michael and Kyle and Gary and KJ and to Christian and Kiwe and AJ and to everybody else who's been in and out of this broadcast and to everyone else tuned into this live and in the future as well. And uh, as we uh, get into the closing moments uh, where we're going to do a closing meditation around the paradigm shift dream tree, um, we'll explain that as we go to it. Just before we do that, I just want to give you guys some heads up on uh, what else is going to be happening within the Paradigm Shift Central community and in terms of broadcasts coming up in the near future. So of course, this is the dream class and the dream class is something that we do every other Tuesday. And so for the next dream class, you guys can come back in two weeks from now to be able to check it out again. But of course, you can always go back and check out the previous episodes online as well, which I really recommend you do. If you enjoyed this one, go back and check them out. And some of them are over like four hours long as well. So there's lots of content for you guys to check out. And of course, it's all free as well. The next broadcast that we have coming up this week is going to be on November 3rd, and that is going to be the Paradigm Shift admin meeting. So though it wasn't mentioned at the top of the class, a lot of people are familiar with this. A big focus of this project is on the creation of physical Paradigm Shift communities. And the basic idea behind these is encouraging people to help create space through open-minded discussion and meditation circles in your physical communities to be able to invite people to have these metaphysical, spiritual, open-minded discussions and bringing people together to build the tribe where you are. So there's paradigm shift communities across the globe, and we want to be able to encourage you guys to help create them where you are. So coming up this Thursday is a paradigm shift admin meeting 
And this is a place where for people who are interested in facilitating space in their community or just thinking about, or just interested in learning how to like shift paradigms in their community and looking to get into that, whether they're new, whether they're veterans, the community admin meetings are a place where we talk about some of the tips and the tactics related to creating paradigm shift communities, related to things like doing free hugs, hacking the matrix, shiftivism, organizing events where you are and anything and everything. And we're also gonna talk a little bit because I think our friend Monica from Chicago is going to be joining in and uh, in particular her and I were talking about this but we're also going to be talking about even ways that uh, through our local communities that we can support things such as Standing Rock uh, the protest going on with the Dakota pipeline right now to support the water protectors so uh, that'll be another example of just like how we what we can do in our community to be able to help assist in the bigger picture from where we are so if you want to learn more uh, and just even if you're not looking to be involved if you just want to listen to more of the ongoing real story of our shift in consciousness and definitely check out the admin meetings because those are very inspirational to hear how things are unfolding and to give some more collective inspiration to the whole team to again encourage you guys to be the conscious leaders where you are to be community facilitators to be the beacons to be the portals to help hack the matrix and to help build the tribe where you are which is a very 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 powerful thing so stay tuned for that. That's uh, again, every that's this Thursday and that's once a month. Then after that, the next broadcast is going to be on the next Thursday of November 10th. And that will be a paradigm shift team building hangout. And that'll be a casual hangout where we just kind of invite anybody in and we get to know one another, talk about the projects that we're working on and just allow the conversation to flow wherever it needs to. So stay tuned for that. And again, you can check out all those online at paradigmshiftcentral.com and be sure to subscribe to paradigm shift radio on iTunes. You can look that up, not just paradigm shift central, look up paradigm shift radio because that's what originally this is all through and through there you can subscribe to the mp3s through your podcast apps and also you can find it at blogtalkradio.com forward slash paradigm shift radio and you can find the mp3s available through the main website in the menus up up at the top you'll see the mp3s there and you can download those very easily as well keeping it accessible to you guys and of course reminding people to sign up at the main website if they would like to be involved with ongoing broadcasts and to be able to get their access to creating the quest journals which again is sort of a specific blog type thing that we use to document the shift where we are to give you guys a global platform to practice creating media and sharing your stories with a global audience and you can also check out the conscious article and of course reminding people who are even already signed up to join the team slack chat as well up in the top menu you'll see a button for team slack chat submit your invite there and get added to the slack chat because that is where we have even more 24 7 conversation going on between the team and through there you will also gain access to the 24 7 voice channel so similar to what we're doing here when we're just talking and everything like that there is another part of this project where some of us spend time just literally talking through a voice chat which is up 24 7 and whether we're working on projects or otherwise it's a awesome tool and it's also available on mobile it uses a platform called discord and it's available on mobile so it's really cool when we can be like out and about on the streets let each other know that we're on the voice chat and then we can log in and it's pretty much through technology creating like a psychic bridge network for us to be able to communicate with each other all the time so again that's ex that's exclusively accessible to people signed up for the main website so apply for the slack chat and then you'll get access to the voice chat as well and uh, again huge shout out to everybody already signed up and of course inviting you guys to definitely check out the team patreon when 
when you can. The team Patreon is what we use to be able to help support the ongoing broadcasts and the ongoing evolution of the Paradigm Shift Central project. And that is at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton. And if you go to the main website, you can either go to the about donate section or you can scroll down to any part of the page and you can click the link to join the monthly support squad, which is the team Patreon. And through there, that is also how you get the shifter booster kits, which come with the shift buttons, which are the tools that we use to help accelerate hacking the matrix where we are because each button has esoteric symbols that help evoke synchronicity, let other shifters find you and have the website for the main project. So you give it to people on the spot and invite them to connect to this global online community and this ongoing story and giving them access to all the broadcasts, lots of inspirational media there. So again, when you sign up for the main website, the asking donation is just three to $5 a month. And that gives you all of that as well. And a huge shout out to everyone signed up for that. I'm going to be packaging about 50 kits tomorrow and mailing those out. Uh, there's a lot to mail out. So thank you again for people with your patience. We're getting caught up on those. And, uh, Right now, we are working on reaching our team milestone goal of 900 as soon as possible. So for anybody who wants to sign up in the next few days, it is very, very, very appreciated as that will help keep us in schedule with uh, reaching our uh, team milestone goals. And again, thank you to everyone signed up for that, you guys. So my, totally. my package... Yes, Michael, go ahead. My, my package should be coming in a little bit. Right? Yes, your package is going to be going out tomorrow with a lot of other people's packages. So yeah, yes. like that's, so yeah. And and, and huge shouts because like a lot of people, it's cool when we see people getting their packages and, and we see like comments, people are just like, yeah, like these are making a difference. You know, they're sparking conversations. They're making new friends with them. So that is a big part of the game is getting all of these shifter booster kits out there to people in the community as well. And when you sign up for the team Patreon, this is another little incentive. It also gives you access to the secret video that I have of my five gram sacred mushroom experience. It's like a three hour raw video uh, that some of you have access to. And if you're a team Patreon, then you can watch that as well. And again, through there, through the $5, you also get the love one massage tools, the crystal wraps. And as we mentioned, the uh, paradigm shift buttons and the free hug signs as well. And so with that said, uh, that brings everyone up to speed and just reminding you guys to check out and subscribe if you haven't yet to my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash skull Babylon. And you can check out the new Doctor Strange video I got there. And I'll be doing the full conscious movie review once I see it this week and encouraging you guys to go see that movie and to use that as a, as a catalyst to be able to talk to your friends about some of the metaphysics and so forth and so on. And reminding you guys that you can connect to me on Facebook personally at facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And also to be sure to connect to the Paradigm Shift Central Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Paradigm Shift Central. And to be sure to help out when you can by liking and commenting and sharing posts from that page to be able to help other people see it as well. So huge shout out to everyone involved for this project. The little things make the big difference. And I'm super excited to be able to keep building this story with you guys. And a bonus shout out to everyone right now in the in the YouTube package, or sorry, in the in the YouTube channel as well, in the live chat. I was just reading because Devin just said he got his, uh, he, Devin, who's in the YouTube chat, he got his shift package the other day. So shout out to Devin as well for signing up. So again, thank you guys so much for, for being a part of this and stay tuned because this uh, very real story is always unfolding. So we're gonna move into the closing meditation. And again, this meditation, just as context, this is a, a common thing that we do through these broadcasts. And, and what we do, if you guys take a look at the, uh, at, at the 
images that we have through the promo for this episode. And I'm just going to pull this up for you guys, just so for people in the YouTube, for you guys to be able to see what it is that bum, 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 that we were talking about here. I'm just going to pull this up for you guys. So for those of you in the YouTube, I'm going to pull up the image for you. For those of you on uh, just listening to the audio, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. But we have a promo image for the episode that is the Paradigm Shift Dream Tree. And the Paradigm Shift Dream Tree isn't just a cool image, but is actually something that we use as a, an actual concept to go back to and to actually like go there within our dream space. So that's basically the idea. So you can see through this image that I'm showing on screen right now. So take a look at that and just meditate on that for a minute. And so basically what we're going to do within this meditation is we are going to imagine ourselves in this space with the dream tree. We're going to go up to it and we're going to pour our love into it in a simple way of putting it. And then through there, it literally helps materialize it more into the astral realms, into the dream space. So as more of us put our focus and put our intention into it, it literally begins to manifest. Now you can say that like, this is a very theoretical idea, but based on all of our logic and based on all of our understanding of dreams, this is actually a very real thing. And many people, since we've been doing this, have actually had experiences at the dream tree. So we're gonna keep doing this. And again, this is sort of like a meditation that you can even imagine doing as you're falling asleep and uh yeah if you become lucid in the dream try going to the dream tree so again you'll see basically the basic idea is that it's a tree in the middle of a field the sky is kind of like etheric and then above the tree there's the paradigm shift sigil which looks like a, a beacon a portal a stargate a compass floating above the tree and then again like that is linked into this and that is kind of like what helps identify it and helps be a portal for energy as well and you can see within the graphics the portal of energy is uh is quite open in that sense also so um let me just uh if anything i'm just going to keep this image open for you guys and we're going to move into the meditation so if anything you guys can just sort of reference that image as we're going into this meditation so with that said, just inviting you guys to get into a place where you can relax yourself into meditation. I'm just going to take a sip of my tea here. And this won't be a long meditation. So we'll just uh, move through it. Okay, perfect. All right. So just inviting you guys to relax to find a place where you can move into a bit of stillness. And the basic idea is that as we allow ourselves to be in stillness, then we allow more of our energy to flow into the focus of our imagination. With less distraction, we allow ourselves to be more present within the meditation. So let's begin just by relaxing our body. If you need to roll your shoulders a bit, just moving your body in a way that you're going to be comfortable for the next few moments. And then from here, let us begin by closing our eyes and taking a first breath. So as you breathe, synchronizing our breath together, gentle inhales through the nose. Gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. 
And just connecting here with the breath, gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhales, relaxing the body with each breath, just allowing your body to become more relaxed, moving into this place of stillness. Good. And so as the breath continues to guide us, we'll just quickly scan our body before going deeper into the meditation. So just bringing our awareness to our feet, to our legs and our knees. And as we do, just allowing through the power of our imagination, our feet, our legs and our knees to gently relax. Good. Continuing to breathe, bringing your awareness up to your thighs, up to your hips, your groin. Allowing your thighs, your hips, and your groin to gently relax. Good. Bring your awareness up to your waist, your torso, your chest, your heart. Allowing your waist, your torso, your chest, and your heart to gently relax. Good. Bring your awareness to your shoulders, your arms, your elbows, your forearms, your hands. Gently allow your arms, your shoulders, your forearms, your elbows, and your hands to relax. And then gently bring your awareness to your neck, your throat, your jaw, Allowing your neck, your throat, and your jaw to relax. Good. And then bring awareness to your tongue, gently removing the tongue off the top of your mouth if you choose to. And bring your awareness to your cheeks, to your eyes, your nose, your face, your ears, and your entire head. Just allow your cheeks, your nose, your face, your ears, your entire head to gently relax. Good. And so connecting with the breath, feeling the breath gently, we'll begin to bring our focus inwards using our imagination as we bring ourselves in to the presence of being in a field and as we're here, let us connect with our sensations. So off in the distance, you see the dream tree. You see others standing around the dream tree, gently gathering. And before we go to it, let us connect with our senses to bring us into this space. So you feel the dirt underneath your feet. You feel the air on your skin wiggling your toes a bit more and gently even touching the grass. Maybe the grass is about waist height and feeling the air as the warmth sun up above. Perhaps there are several suns in this dream space and you feel the air on your skin from the breeze. Good. And then from here, you put your attention towards looking at the dream tree in the distance. And it can look as magical as you wish to make it. 
expanding upon the simple symbolism of what a tree represents. And above the tree, you see the paradigm shift sigil floating above it, perhaps even gently rotating, and as it does, emanating its own pulse, sending out a frequency opening like a portal, a call that is being heard by many. And so the energy of this continues to vibrate, continues to expand, continues to represent the calling of the light workers themselves. And so from here, looking at the tree, already at a distance, you can see an aura to the tree. And from here, we'll gently begin to move closer towards it. And so you can either walk towards it or you can float yourself towards it. Even acknowledging whether or not you are even you're even recognizing yourself from the perspective of a body or perhaps from the perspective of a single point of light that is carrying a body along with it. And so as you continue to move closer to the tree, the tree grows larger in scale as you move closer to it by perspective. And you see the aura of the tree also rich with tendrils, branches that extend beyond the physical branches themselves. And with an x-ray-like vision, you can see the roots of the tree extending down into the ground beyond what your sight can even perceive, connecting to the crystal of this earth, the dream space itself. And so as you get closer to the tree, you look around and you see the other dreamers sitting in circles, talking amongst one another, giving massages in pairs, playing, hugging, sharing space, and celebrating. You see others already engaged in meditation, knowing that they themselves are deep within an astral travel. And so as you get closer to the tree, simply observe it, looking up at it, and you still see the energy off of it. And from here, lifting the perception of your hands towards the tree, before you even make contact with the tree, Try holding your hands at a distance and allowing yourself to feel the energy of the tree without even touching it. So as your hands are next to it, you feel what can be described as an electric sensation, as a static, as a magnetic pull almost. And you feel the energy of the tree connecting with your energy and even in this moment, you fall beyond the illusions or you allow the illusions to fall beyond you that you and the tree are separate. And you acknowledge in this moment that you and the tree are the same thing, that you are the tree in this unique form. And so when you're ready, observing the energy before you touch it, Take another breath here and gently place your hands 
onto the tree, creating a small meditation with yourself. And as you do, you gently allow yourself to not only pour your love into the tree, but also to be able to download the inspiration and the love that the tree has to share with you. So in this moment, opening yourself up to the stories of those who have been connected with the tree throughout the eons, knowing that it in itself existed before we first visited it, or perhaps we have visited it many times, and this is merely us remembering and returning to it. So connecting your hands to it, connect with your breath, and as you do, Feel a slight vibration both in your third eye, your heart, and your root as you pour the energy out through your arms, down through your hands, and into the tree with the intention of love, with the intention of consciousness, with the intention to crystallize it, to pour more light into it so that more dreamers will be able to see it, will be able to find their way to it making it more real, more crystallized, more present. And so as we continue this small meditation, simply allowing you to make it into your own celebration and connection with the tree. So rather than just touching your hands on the tree, you can connect with it by hugging it and literally feeling the strength of the tree when you do feeling the hug of the tree in the same way you would feel the hug of another person. It feels good. You feel yourself squeezing into it. You feel yourself feeling the love with it. And as your chest is even imagined against a tree, breathing into it, you can connect with the breath of the tree itself. You can hear the heartbeat of the tree itself. And so even as you hug it, imagining your forehead up against it, and just from here, as before, just taking a few moments, that is all we are doing, to pour your love into it, to fill it up like a glass of water. And as each of us does this, the tree not only receives, but allows itself to give even more. So as all of us, imagining ourselves doing this, the tree begins to grow, perhaps not noticeably, but energetically as well. And so take another breath here in your own silence of oneness. Just breathe with the tree for 10 seconds in silence. And as you continue to breathe gently, we'll imagine ourselves stepping back from the tree. And as we do, we'll imagine all of us standing in a circle around the tree. So for everyone in this meditation, suddenly we are all visible to each other. And everyone who was previously, when you arrived doing their own thing, is now standing in a circle around the tree some holding hands, some with their hands on their heart, 
and even inviting you to put your hands on your heart. And what we'll do in this moment is we'll take an opportunity here to do a collective mantra, a collective om, to put more of our love into the center of the tree. So as we get ready to do this mantra, Imagine in this moment being able to visually see the sound vibrations being released from all of us, not just through our voice, but through our hearts and seeing all of these circles, all of these ripples meeting right in the middle of where the tree is. And in this, in, in this the tree will send out its own ripple to us as well. And rippling beyond us, further out into the field, into the wider dream. So looking around at everyone in the circle, taking a moment here to connect with our breath and then we'll do an OM. So gentle breath, inhale, exhale. Allow your gaze to relax on the tree, feeling any sensations in your third eye and heart. And on the next inhale, exhale, we'll do an OM together. So inhale, Exhale, Om. Take another simple breath here. Inhale, exhale on your own. Then we'll do two more together with each one pouring more love into the tree. So next, inhale, exhale, om, inhale again. When you're ready, om. visualizing the ripples being sent out, knowing that through our OM, it in the, as a vibration is carrying our intention, carrying our intention for this tree to continue to grow strong, to continue to be a beacon for community, for dreamers, so that we can continue to gather around it and exist at it within the many dimensions. One more OM. Gentle inhale, exhale, then OM. Inhale. And exhale, Om. Good. Just taking a moment here in silence as everyone stands around the tree. Good. And then gently from here, just allowing yourself to have any moment that you want with the tree in your own imagination. So that can be hugging it again. That can even be a moment here to say hello to the other dreamers around the tree, looking around them, seeing each one, though we may appear in our physical projection as human entities, knowing that at our core, each of us is a spark of light 
floating through the astral realms. Each of us is a sun, a star moving through this hyperdimensional space. And in the distance, you see many other points of light just floating through the sky as well, knowing that each one is a dreamer. Some of them arriving to the dream, arriving to the tree for the first time. And so as we take a few moments here, you can remind yourself and remain in this space within your own imagination as long as you choose, even though this meditation will come to an end soon. And allowing this simple visualization to be something that you can bring yourself into as you're falling asleep during your meditation in the day, simply thinking about the dream space and recognizing it, seeing it, seeing it as a point of gathering, a point of celebration, almost like a small conscious festival happening all the time within the dream space, a place where we can come together to learn, to share, to grow, and to love. So the fruit that the tree has for us is that of knowledge, is that of remembrance, reminding us that it is us. So take another few breaths here, appreciating this moment, connecting with the sensations, connecting with the tree, feeling the texture and the bark of the tree, reminding yourself what that feels like, feeling the heartbeat of the tree. And give it one more good hug and just tell it that you thank it, whisper to it, say to it, whatever you will. Recognizing that that tree is more than just a tree, but is a symbol for the dream, for the universe, for Gaia, for everything that you want it to be. And so just bringing that sensation of gratitude. And so we tell the dream, we say thank you to it. And as the branches of it, we will leave it and go off and to extend the knowledge of the tree further out into the dream, to connect with the dreamers, to share the knowledge, to assist in the bigger story. So as you're imagining yourself hugging the tree, gently imagine yourself sitting down next to it now, perhaps with your back leaned up against it. And imagine yourself going into a meditation within your meditation as you prepare to bring yourself back to your physical body. And so as you're sitting underneath the tree, connecting with your breath, feeling the support of it behind your back, knowing that it is always there. And with a few more breaths, carrying that gratitude with you, telling and inviting the universe letting it know that this is a place that you will return to within the dream space that many of us will come to visit, will find ourselves at. Good. And so using your breath, gently transition your awareness back to your physical body through your breath and slowly bringing awareness to your feet, your fingers, you can gently wiggle your toes or remain in stillness and wiggle your fingers when you're ready. Slowly, you can open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. And so it is. Awesome. Okay. I'm just going to turn off the 
screen share. So if anyone takes another look at that, reminding them what the dream tree looks like, you can find those images on the main Paradigm Shift Central website as well. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you again to everyone for, for being a part of this, for joining in on this. Thank you again to the YouTube subscribers, to everyone tuned in through the live chats on the main website, on the YouTube, for everyone listening to this in the future on Blog Talk Radio and anywhere that you may be finding this. And um, we'll just open up the mic just uh, within the closing. Anything that you guys want to share related to that meditation, just in terms of feedback or any experiences, uh, always interested in open to hear what that was like for you guys so um kyle how was that or aj how was that for you oh that was amazing um i really i really connected um with what you did with this tree i i did that um in a healing practice um and i would ask the tree and receive from the tree and get from the tree and it was something natural that i did and uh, with you stating that, um, I, I thought that that was absolutely beautiful uh, because the tree is a part of the whole, it's a part of our consciousness, it's a part of us, and it's a living thing. And uh, the way that you guided that was, was, so, was so great. And then when we went into uh, the ohm, it was funny because my eyes were closed. And as I was doing that, there were images that were coming up in my mind. Um, I guess um, symbols or whatever. And it was so weird that the vibration was producing these symbols that I was seeing, even though my eyes were closed and I was by the tree, it was, it was still creating. And uh, the way that you facilitated that meditation was absolutely beautiful. So I, I just want to thank you. Uh, for that gift. Awesome. Thanks, AJ. And yeah, that's where like, uh, believe me, guys, like as a facilitator and for you guys as the experiencer, it's always a little bit different. Like I don't always get the same experience as I would if I was just listening to myself without having to talk. Um, but I'm really interested because again, everyone's kind of in the same way, everyone kind of dreams differently. Everyone kind of meditates differently. And you're right. Like sometimes a meditation for some people can be like a very visceral thing. They'll like go into meditation and be like, whoa, like images or, or something will happen, you know? Um, so again, it's always exciting to hear. And if anybody, even in the YouTube, feel free to leave your comments there as well. Um, uh, we, we just, we still have Christian, Kyle, Michael, and uh, KJ in the chat. Did any of you guys want to share anything on uh, your experience with that meditation? Even just giving us ideas on what we'll do for future ones as well. Michael, you got your hand up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, it was just um, a very interesting experience. I tried. Uh, it's interesting if you try not to um, control things, even in a meditation. That if you kind of just let it, things tend to move and animate uh, on their own. Um, yeah, I um, I saw at least what I visualized to be that uh, area. It, it looked like a, a kind of a mix between the, the, the chessboard looking floor and the cell games. Cause I've been watching the, the cell games <laughs> lately, but it, it's interesting. You know, it's like part of my imagination 
you know, plays on that, but I was still seeing um, the uh, the uh, kind of like that uh, checkerboard floor, chessboard floor, and I saw the uh, the tree, and um, I was connecting with that for a while, but then I was like, oh snap, there's other people here. So I was like thinking of the people that I remember that I was like, dang, I think I forgot Christian. But I remember shaking hands with Brother Kyle. And uh, I think it, I definitely saw you, Brendan. Uh, but you were wearing a red paradigm shift shirt. Uh, and uh, I think I I think I shook hands with Brother AJ. I forgot Christian. I, I think I shook hands with the wisdom lover. I mean, when you started going into the whole festival thing, I mean, it's like, that's what it's, I was like, oh, snap. Like, this this looks like a festival here, <laughs> you know? And um, it was very, it was very festive. Um, like, and then when I connected with the tree, it was like, you know, it felt like connecting with another part of myself, but at the same time, it was like the the tree was uh, very uh, understanding and um, uh, you know listened to what you have to say and and stuff like that. Because I connect, you know, with physical trees and uh, when I see them, but this tree was really. Um, I mean, that's a, it's a very uh, powerful. Um, because the, the tree was very animated the way that I saw it, and I, you know, I could I could uh, feel things, or if the ground was shaking, or I was walking on the ground, you know, I could feel that it was a very, very much, you know, like a assimilation, and uh, but I mean, it was very very vivid in and what I saw and what I. Uh, experienced and felt it was really um profound yeah i, I mm-hmm. like that one awesome awesome sweet thanks for the feedback michael and thanks for being there and stuff yeah i, I always like i mean whenever we're like communicating with the tree like in the back of my mind it's just kind of like going back to like legend of zelda ocarina of time with like the deku tree and stuff like that like just like personifying the tree in some way so stay tuned for next time because yeah. maybe we'll like channel what the tree is like saying in that moment or something <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay, guys, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up this broadcast. Uh, does anybody else have anything that they want to say related to that short meditation? Um, and if not, that's totally okay. Give it another second. Last moment. Maybe Kyle does. Yeah, okay, Kyle, go for it. Hmm? I'm just taking uh, a second. Sorry, there we go. sorry. Um, yeah. Everything got all wacky for a moment. Bryce is calling me right now. I don't know what's up. He doesn't. Bryce is calling me. It's like one fifteen in the morning. <laughs> okay. Probably gonna be like, dude, yo, man, I'm, I'm totally meditating. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking it out right maybe, now. Maybe, maybe he was at the dream tree like simultaneously or something. Like, yeah, dude, I just had a crazy <laughs> dream, man. Yeah, I just woke up from a dream and I was at a tree and you were there. And <laughs> okay. yeah, actually, he called me twice in a row. That might be important. But anyway, yo, at these, uh, yes, it's actually incredibly excellent to see what dream tree has evolved to be in my mind from when we first started going there and everything is very excellent <clears throat> um 
All right, this is the third time he called me. I think it's probably really important. Um, All right, you go go ahead and take that yeah, call. That's okay. Right no worries, no worries. All right, well, well, it's okay. I think I think we already knew what Kyle was gonna sort of basically say in some way or another, just about like dreams and trees and stuff like that. <laughs> okay um all right uh let's get ready to wrap this up guys but again i just want to give you guys another chance if anybody else had anything to say related to even just feedback or just like gratitude for the project or for the community in general uh if anybody else wanted to jump in brother christian um, did you want to jump in did uh christian want to say anything no pressure either way um that's all right and uh kj we know that you're always full of gratitude as well so that's cool cool okay um okay kyle you're back yeah okay what's up? Just, uh, right, go, go, go ahead what's uh, anyway, the final yeah, final was, message final message um it's very excellent to see you know what the dream tree has evolved into being um from when we first started building it into what it is now and how many people are actually there and have had experiences there and um, people like us who, we, you know, we, we go there and we're like, oh, you know, like I shook hands with Michael and Brendan and all this, you know what I mean? It's like Gary was wearing like a suit of armor or something. Um, it's excellent. It's excellent. Very lovely to be there and see it, um, the emotions. Um, that I get from the tree. It's amazing. Um, the tree is literally like alive and a being is very powerful and strong and it keeps getting stronger. And I love it. So very excellent. I enjoy being at the dream tree and being in that state. Awesome. I love being there and meditating within the meditation. Awesome. Excellent the, practice. The, I'm sure the dream tree appreciates it when we come visit it as well. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, for some people they can just be like, be like, Oh, that, this is a novel idea. But then like, depending on which perception you're looking at it from, like, this is like a very like trans dimensional thing that, that we're kind of doing here. Cause I mean, it's just like this tree is actually developing like a, its own identity, its own like sentient ent 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 essence, which didn't start with us like talking about it. Theoretically it already existed before. And now like, we're just kind of like, bringing it more into this reality we're like giving it a, 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 an identity um in a way that's like evolving its story as well so it's pretty exciting and then again it just it, it began as kind of like this idea of just like just like yeah that sounds plausible right like the idea of shared dream experiences so again for the people tuning into this that seed has been planted keep that in the back of your mind set that intention to the universe try to go to the dream tree in your sleep other people have done it. it. It it has happened. People talk about that. They'll be like, "Yeah, I was at a dream tree and stuff like that." And they'll say, "Like I, I see for my own self, I have I haven't yet had the dream where I've like fully been like there at the dream tree and woke up and I was like, oh my god, I was there.' I haven't had that yet. But other people have had dreams of like meeting me at the dream tree. So it's interesting. So it's just like so apparently like my astral self is at the dream tree, but for whatever reason, like I haven't fully remembered that. But again, for me, that's part of my own quest of like developing my relationships for my dream. And that's a bit of an incentive so that I can be able to like wake up one day and be like, yeah, like I did it sort of thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's good to have like those little like objectives to set for yourself within the dream space. I feel. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Um, okay guys. Add, yeah, like, yep, go ahead. Most of the dreams I've had where like I've met you or like we were doing something or hanging out. Um, <clears throat> usually has not been at the dream tree. And I had one dream mm -hmm. where we were actually totally trying to evade some 
motherfucking cyber cops or whatever it was. I don't know. Dream cops. Yeah, dream cops. <laughs> no, no, they're transcendent. They know. Stop them. Uh, <laughs> doesn't match with the program. No. Yeah, that, that happened once. I'll yeah. talk to you about yeah. that later. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay, guys. All right. Um, last call for anybody else who just wanted to add in anything that they might want to share with the global audience of dreamers waking up, giving you guys a chance to jump in. And if not, that's totally cool. Uh, Michael, last thing. I was just going to say, I think um, it really is interesting. Um, of course, the different things that you can do in the uh, dream space as well as um, physical space. Um, I was just going to say, um, the different, um, you know, like such as the matrix and stuff, it's interesting. Um, you know, you watch a, um, a sci-fi movie and stuff and it's, it's not necessarily the, the title of the movie or, uh, or the, or, or who the actors were in the movie. Oh, well, I mean, you know, sometimes you have really good actors, and that's that's always good. But um, you can take concepts from different... I always had this... It, it was an idea that just came to me one time. It's like, if I never figure out what the universe is about or what it's going to tell me, there's like a million movies out there, a million sci-fi movies and thousands of video games out there that if you go through every one of them now this is just i mean just kind of playing around but it was just an idea if i was never going to find out what reality is about or what life is about that there's like a million movies sci-fi movies video games out there that if you played if you watched every single one of them that you've got to at least be close to getting an idea <laughs> there's enough there that just pieces a crazy puzzle <laughs> together yeah so what i've always done is just kind of picked you know ideas you know from different movies and yeah. concepts and and so if you look at you know these different sci-fi movies you can look at ones where it's like well totally feels like they were missing the boat and they were totally off there but you watch maybe something like the matrix or something and something re uh, something resonates with you, and you're mm -hmm. like, "Wow, I could totally use that, or that definitely could apply." Mm -hmm. uh, that speaks to me. So it's like you can use you can use that for inspiration, and and those uh, different concepts from those movies or ideas uh, might be helpful in what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's something that I've always kind of used. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that sort of like modeling your worldview based around the pieces that you've like gathered from Hollywood movies or stories or anything. I feel that it's just like, it's like, okay, like based on my best guess, this reality is like an amalgamation of like Cloud Atlas, The Matrix, Enter the Void, Doctor Strange, and like Princess Mononoke <laughs> all combined. Like you, you put those together and Dune, and then like that like starts to reveal like what's actually happening in this reality in some way or another. <laughs> so yes, yeah, that's yeah, totally something like yeah, that. Exactly what I was saying. Seeking, seeking. So yeah, 
Okay, cool. I, I like that idea, Michael. We'll have to we'll have to talk more about that another time. That's cool. So, and again, you can kind of like start doing that with dreams. Start like looking at like the little pieces that you can start pulling from dreams because maybe those are start of beginning to like build your foundation for an understanding of the universe. I feel the dreams are kind of they're doing that. You know, like they want us to wake up, and I think that's kind of like a good thing to kind of end the class on, is that the universe wants us to wake up. And, and as we show up, the universe will like give us the tools to do that, to help like build our, our perception of reality in, in a way that's going to serve us in a way that's going to help us continue to serve others. Cause that I feel is like the big story is like, as we awaken, we invite others to awaken their own light to spark their own light. So very cool guys. Okay, guys. So with that said, we're going to wrap up this broadcast again. Just thanking everyone so much for tuning into this. Uh, just reminding you guys when you get a chance, inviting you to sign up for the team Patreon to help support the ongoing evolution of the project for a minimum donation of just 3 to $5 a month. And uh, just going back to the Patreon, Maxi was just asking on where the funds for the Patreon are going. Just a short answer for that. The Patreon funds are going towards supporting the entire evolution of the project, which in itself includes backend costs for like website things, Facebook promotions, like the multiple websites that we have and of course it's also going into supporting what i do full-time as a director for the project so it is going towards supporting my well-being as a being able to like do that form of energy exchange where i can continue to facilitate and beyond that it is going into supporting the community and helping get more free shift buttons at this point it's literally supporting me being able to go out there on the streets as mystic spider-man to be able to hack the matrix like one hug at a time using the, sh the, the shift buttons and planting the seeds that way so thank you to the team patreon supporters because you guys have manifested mystic spider-man into this reality and stay tuned because i am going to have like an official video about that uh in the future but if you pay attention to my facebook you would have seen like the uh the preliminary uh emergence uh, emergence of that character into the timeline so the webs the interwebs we're all connected man it's a metaphor so um yeah mystic spidey is my version of spider-man he trained with dr strange and he's from parallel reality x96 and he's a trans-dimensional traveler and his objectives are to help shift consciousness using magic and shift buttons and all that cool stuff so so again guys thank you so much and uh with that said we are going to wrap up this broadcast be sure to go check out past broadcasts you can find them and if you're watching this on youtube like this video that does make a difference and not even just this video but other videos that tells youtube that people actually like our stuff and then it helps send it out to more people and add a comment as well in the future and of course, just encouraging you guys to connect through the main website. We're inviting more people to connect to the Slack chat and the live 24-7 voice chat. That's a very exciting part of this project. And of course, encouraging guys to continue the conscious conversations where you are to keep it shifty. That is your mission. Your mission is to work on yourself and to have conscious conversations with other people as well and to uh, go do things like free hugs and all that fun stuff. So stay around because the next broadcast of the admin meeting will uh, get more into the details of hacking the matrix with love and uh we'll talk more about mystic spider-man as well so until then let's wrap up this 